that? Stevia? Joe Rogan's podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. Do you want some coffee? By day. Sure. So you're looking at it, Tom Papa. Yeah. Do you want some of this? Yeah. You know what this is? This is bulletproof coffee. Bulletproof? You ever had it? Well, no. The idea behind it. Is that? Is there any in there? Yeah. Yeah? It feels so cold. Mm, it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> it feels it's just, so cold. It's coffee that's blended with grass-fed butter and MCT oil. What? It's actually... It's very controversial. It looks milky. It's delicious. The guy who invented it was a guy named Rob Wolf, but the guy who popularized it is uh-huh. kind of a nutty dude that had a lot of false claims about the the benefits of it. If you want some of this stevia stuff, this is actually pretty pretty yummy, but you got to use very little of it. It's very sweet, but it has no sugar in it. It's a natural sweetener. Is there milk in this? It's butter. It's butter? Yeah, there's butter. Grass-fed butter blended in with MCT oil. So MCT oil is uh, medium chain triglyceride oil. Oil. It's the most, the healthiest aspects of coconut oil. It's spun in a centrifuge and then it's extracted, and then <laughs> they take that and they blend it in with uh, the, with the coffee. This is why I love you, Joe Rogan. Why? Because of that? this is why I, this kind of stuff. Well, it's just yummy, I, but whenever yummy I listen, to, yeah. But whenever I listen to you, you know more about this kind of stuff. You like when I listen to you say stuff like that. I'm like. What do I do with my time? <laughs> I, do, I need to read more. So is this is black coffee? No. So, well, it was black, but then it's blended in with this uh, gotcha. medium train. I mean, that, I don't know what's in that. I don't they're know all they're all bulletproof, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, none of it's black. It tastes good. You like it? It's yummy I and buttery, right? I love coffee. I'm Me addicted too. to coffee. Me too. When I go to sleep at night, I get so excited, like, oh, I'm going to close my eyes now. And when I open them, it's going to be coffee time again. Really? <laughs> Completely. That's bizarre, dude. You I'm might want to ex- look into that. No. I, Do you ever take time off of coffee? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not interested in that, huh? No. No. Mm. I'm not fighting it. Like, uh, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have it in the afternoon. Mm. No. Well, it's there's a lot of, like, false like uh, false ideas that people have about the the negative aspects of coffee. Right. It's not really that bad for you. It's not, right? No. It's it's a dehydrating uh element. Right. You know, it's it has a diuretic effect, but you just drink water. It'll be all right. I need energy. I need to get through mm. all day and night. Mm. But the problem is with some people it stresses their adrenals. Mm-hmm. Like you drink too much coffee. Yeah. It's like many things, you, you know, you can't... You if you can, go overboard. Yeah, if you have too much salt, it'll fucking kill you. I mean, look, if you eat a pound of salt, you're a dead man. Right, right. You know? yeah. yeah, no, that's how I feel. I feel like we're grown-ups now, and there are things that are kind of vices, and you have to manage them. That's like a good way drinking. I'm not going to drink like I did when I was 25. I drink like a, like a grown-up, like a gentleman. Like a gentleman. Five o'clock comes, a yeah. martini shaker, mm-hmm. one cocktail, that's it. Who's getting hurt? No one's getting hurt. Matter of fact, they've shown that a glass of wine a day is actually as healthy as exercise for some people. Really? Mm-hmm. Who yeah. are those some people? How do you know if you're know. one of the some? Well, you probably. <laughs> Most, I think the idea behind a glass of wine is, first of all, there's resveratrol in it, which mm-hmm. is a, um, a natural antioxidant that comes from grapes uh-huh. and exists in wine, and it's actually very good for you. I actually take it as a supplement. Resveratrol oh, yeah. is very good for you. But and then on top of that... There's a certain amount of benefit in a, a stress relieving. Yes. Like the, 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 the wine hits you and you're like, ah. And I that know. calmness and stress, it's very hard to under or overemphasize how important that is. It's huge. It's massive. Huge. Yeah. I've, uh, I do yoga and it's 
primarily because of that. Yeah. When I'm not doing it, my stress level is so much higher. It's not the stress levels. The stress is always the same. My life is the, my life. But it just kind of rolls off. Yeah. When I'm really active with it. It yeah, just kind of rolls off. Manageable, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you smoke weed? Yeah. There you go. That's yeah. good for you. It is good for you. I, I've kind of <laughs> this is what I've cut back. I no. Well, I no. I'm coming back. Coming back to weed. Yeah. I got some right here. If you want to fire one of these bad boys out, you want to? No, I gotta drive. You scared to drive? I'm. This is. Yeah, I am scared. <laughs> I am scared. You know what it is? <laughs> I have a friend who's uh, an older guy, comedian. Talking about me? No. Okay. You're a young man. This guy, he's gay. And well, that's definitely not me, bro. He came up. He came up during the <laughs> during the uh, time when people weren't out, right? And now everybody's out. But because he grew up during that time, and he's pretty much out, he's still like shaky. Like he doesn't. He's still scared. Like if he, he'll speak in hushed tones about uh, certain stuff. Yeah. Because that's how he grew up. That's how I feel with weed. Mm. I came up when it was illegal, and you were paranoid all the time and trying to sneak it how around. How old are you? I'm 46. So you're a year younger than me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm 47. Are you really? Smoke it, son. Don't be scared. <laughs> well, this is, but this, yeah. <laughs> and I, I smoked, you know, up until, I guess, like maybe, I don't know, five years after college, six years, maybe something like that. Like for a good 10-year block of all the time. And then uh, I wasn't as funny. I wasn't as, <laughs> I really wasn't. I was, it was taking away my funny. And wow. uh, so I put it down and stayed away for a, a pretty long time. And uh, I've been a comedian for 20 years. So like 10 years of it, I was doing it. And then the last 10, I haven't been doing it. And uh, just in the last year or two, I'm like, I'm bringing it back into the fold. Just been the last year or two? Yeah. What? And it was, uh, was it a pragmatic decision? Like a funny decision? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty thoughtful. Yeah, it's pretty thoughtful. Like I, I stopped because... There was this kid that I used to, uh, in high school, I used to riff with all the time. We would like get together. He wasn't a comedian, he was just an Irish, naturally funny, you know, like naturally Irish, those yeah. guys that could just curse like nobody could, and just hilarious. And the two of us would always get together at these parties, and we would just screw around, and everyone would be laughing, and you know, we were riffing together, and it was great. And so I went away <laughs> and came back one time in college, and I was high, and... We met up at a party, and he just ran circles around me. I completely didn't have it. I was like, "Dah," because you're too high. I was too high, and uh, I always thought about that. And then as I was going along, it was like I wasn't as productive. It wasn't as funny. It just wasn't wasn't working for me. So I just completely put it down. And then you know worked on my comedy and did everything that I wanted to do as a comedian. And now the same thing as the alcohol. Like a gentleman, I know how to. Smoke, smoke now. I know how to drink that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of bring it back. And especially, I really use it, especially when I'm writing. Like yeah. When, yeah. I always at least have a notebook around me. You know, I don't like to smoke socially. No? No. You, hmm. Do you get yeah. weird? Um, yeah, I get a little weird. You're weird right now. I'm always not weird. Even... <laughs> <laughs> I always feel weird. Don't you always feel a yeah. weird? I always Susan feel weird. Susan Sarandon had a great quote. They asked her about, uh, she was going to Coachella, and they asked her, uh, are you going to get high or whatever? She's like, do you know, I do this, I do that. And he's like, will you get high there? She's like, I don't know. She goes, I have a rule. I never get high if I have to pretend that I'm not. 
<laughs> Isn't that great? That really hit home for me. I'm like, there's so many times I don't want to be like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm okay. Yeah, you should never lie about being high. But mm -hmm. people do. It's like people lie about three things on a regular basis. They lie about being high. They lie about whether or not they were awake when you called them. And they lie whether or not they farted. Those are three things that are super common that people lie about. I was just with a friend of mine. Uh, I'll say his name. Flanny, the guy who runs Largo. And uh, we were just having coffee this morning. And we're the only two people outside. And he farted. And he farted. Fucker. I, I mean, like a big cabbage fart. And I'm like, Flanny. He's like, I didn't do it. I'm like, yes, you did. Yes, you did. Because even if it was mine and it snuck out and I wasn't aware, it might never smell like your, your big Scottish ass, Irish ass. And he completely lied right to my face. And then when we were saying goodbye at the at the uh, parking meters, the smell came up again, and I just let it go. I'm like, he's not going to yeah, cop to it. Some people. <laughs> some people just fart all over you. But did you pretend. smoke the whole time? Did you smoke all the way through, or did you pick up weed later on? I picked up weed when I was 30. When you were 30? Yeah, so last 17 years. See, that's healthy, because your brain was already, you were already Joe Rogan. I had a bad idea of it, though. My idea of weed was that weed was bad for you. Mm -hmm. My idea was that weed was just, uh, you know, it was, it was a crutch, and it was for weak-minded people. Mm -hmm. You know, I had this, uh, I had a lot of misconceptions about pot. Yeah. I picked it up. <sighs> I guess I want to. What year was it? Um, it was yeah. It was somewhere around two thousand. What yeah. was your first time? Was it a big deal? That it was your first time. Um, you had this. I idea. guess it was probably before two thousand. Now that I think about it, because it was before Y two K. Because I was high when Y two K was happening. <laughs> I was fucking terrified. <laughs> Jesus, it's all going down. It's really happening. Um, my ideas were about were all wrong, and they were all based on um, people being losers. Yeah. And it was also based on just the idea of drugs themselves. Mm -hmm. I had grown up around quite a few people that had drug problems. Yeah, and uh, especially with coke, uh -huh. which I'd never have done. Yeah, and it's because of that. It's because of seeing these people like their lives like get devastated by this drug. So I was uh, I was terrified of it. All drugs I felt like made you a loser. Yeah. Well, it's not, yeah, I mean, if you're around it and you see it, I didn't think that uh, it was so much a loser thing, and I don't, at this point, I do think you can start too early. I do think, as a parent, and I'm saying this in case my children's friends listen to the show and then tell my daughter, but, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do think, like, at a certain, like, if you can start too early, everyone I know who started too early got a little weird. They you can. They spun out a little bit. But like I your think, brain has to kind of yeah become yeah. you. You're so mm -hmm. just to figure out who you are and what you, you know. Your brain is really hyper developing. Then like why mess with it? Yeah, I think you're taking like a real big, like you're taking a big leap from your normal consciousness when you're getting high. Uh -huh. And when you're just sort of getting the feel of your normal consciousness, if you're getting high all the time, right. I think you miss out on a developmental period completely. Yeah. Very confusing period, and then why throw that into it? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think that there's a certain amount of people, especially, that should never try weed. It's yeah. Just, it's not for them. Not at all. Did you feel like, by the time you were 30, when you started, like you kind of were done with all of figuring out who you were, kind of weirdness, or were you... 
Um, I don't know. You know what I mean? No, like I'm still around. figuring out who I am. I think we, you're always. I think if you really are not growing anymore as a person, you're you're basically dead in the water. Right. I mean, it's a. I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. So if you're not perfect, you're constantly trying to improve on various aspects of your life. Yeah. And as a comic, especially when you abandon your material, like mm-hmm. you have an act, you put out a special, and then you toss all your material out, you're starting fresh. You kind of got to reinvent like what your thoughts are. Yeah. Reinvent, a, you're definitely reinventing what, what you're presenting on stage. Yeah. So there's this constant sort of cycle or developmental period where you, you go through... You, you you put out the special, mm-hmm. you, you 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 hone it to as as fine an edge as you think that you can, and then you release it, yeah. and then you go, okay, let's start all over again. Right. And when you're starting all over again, there's a lot of thinking involved. That's why those old guys that never wrote, yeah, like there was a period, like it's I'm terrifying. sure, yeah, we've all seen those guys that have yeah. the same act from 20 years ago. Scary. Those poor bastards. They become irrelevant. They really quick. They be, they die. Yeah. They die in their mind. Their mind is dead. Dead. Like you see it's... them on stage telling those old jokes and you're like, fucking Christ, man. Yeah. There was a guy who came into the improv not too long ago and he was doing OJ jokes. <laughs> if, unless it's a really good OJ joke. I mean, you never know. <laughs> it wasn't like... now and then a imp- guy has a new take on an old story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that old yarn. <laughs> but if he's like, so, you guys heard about OJ, right? <laughs> But Do you com- think he was guilty? <laughs> <laughs> but we're so self-aware as comedians. You're always looking at yourself, analyzing yourself. Yeah, figure, you know what I mean. We're we're kind of hyper-aware. Well, you kind of have to. Yeah. Otherwise, you could bomb. You ever have like a big thing happen in your life, and you go back on stage, and you're like, "Oh, I'm a different guy than the guy that wrote this stuff." <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that's the beautiful thing about getting rid of your act every couple of years. Yeah. You know, or at least do, doing a new special and starting from scratch every couple of years. Yeah. So you can kind of yeah. represent who you are right now. Right. You know, I'll go back and listen to like my first CD from 1999. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, Christ. <laughs> it's hard. And that was like a CD on Warner Brothers, like a real CD. Like I can go back and listen to recordings before that. Yeah. And they're fucking god awful. <laughs> if you had to go back and do your own act from your first couple of years. Oh, my God. What's amazing to me, and I always think about, is people were hiring me when I was telling these <laughs> jokes. Like I was making money yeah. <laughs> with this act, it was so bad. Well, if you went to any <laughs> comedy club across the country, you, you see various stages of development. Yeah. And you're always going to see that. I mean, I remember really clearly, like, struggling and trying to put it together and then going to see someone really good and being like, fuck, yeah. I'm never getting there. Yeah. Like, this is never happening. I know. It makes you just almost want to quit. I know. You know who's been doing that to me lately is uh, uh, Maria Bamford. I watched her, I ran into her a couple times, and she was just... She's been so prolific and writing so much and such good stuff. And I was just like, it's good. It's like you go, all right, let me look at my material. Mm. What am I cheating on? Right, I'm getting right, laughs right, with right. this whole act. But right. what am I really, what am, what am I mugging? What am I, where is there not really a solid idea or a mm. solid joke? And you start looking at it, you're like, all right, I'm, I'm cheating here. That's right. a good line. Here's, I don't know why they're laughing at this. Maybe it's my funny face when I say it. You know what I right. mean? It's like to really kind of look at it and analyze it. It's like this is 
I'm kind of cheating 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why, like, you know, being inspired by your peers, like, being, yeah. like, it's one of the good things about being in a big comedy community like New York or yeah. LA is that you get to be around, like, all these high level comics on a regular basis and you sort of can compare yourself to them. Completely. <clears throat> this is why I'm psyched to be here. And I really am very happy to be here because I've been a fan of yours for a long, long time. And we never really. Never really hung, hung out. out no. Never really. That's, that's a big sea of comedy. If we could both be in it for that long and not really see each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a big pool. Well, there's a lot of places to go, you know? I mean, yeah. how many, how many, we've been having this discussion lately. How many comics do you think there are in this country? Like working professional comedians who actually, that's what they do. That's their only gig. Or if it's kind of not thing. their only gig, they're like real headliners. Like they may have a TV show or something like that, but they're a legit, right? You know, or you know, a middle act and make their living. They can make their living off comedy. Yeah, I'm gonna say a real pro. A real pro. Thousand. I'm gonna go a little higher. Really? Yeah. Good for you. There's a lot of gigs out there. There's a lot of, I'm really bad at math. But there's, but there's Wait a, a minute. How many is a thousand? I'm kidding. <laughs> Count my fingers out. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, think about every single night. Mm -hmm. there's, there's gigs happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. Every stupid town. There's some bar, some corporate gig, some theater show, some something going on. Hmm. Yeah, but a lot of those I wouldn't even think are real comics. They're just like the best that that city has, you know? They're not really like touring. Like that same uh -huh. comic's probably not going to like Indiana next week and then like, you know, Florida right. the week after. Yeah. That does happen. But they are pro comics. Like there's, like, like if, I always talk about Boston having all those local professional uh, comedians that never left that are were undeniably pros. Yeah, I guess. I still it, think it's maybe a thousand. That's a lot. It's a lot. Thousands a lot, and out of that thousand, okay, let's call it a thousand. Out of that thousand, how many are good? Two hundred. Two hundred are good. Two hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's about right. Yeah. And then you know you got to add, there's, you know, there's a variability based on taste and subjective thinking. Sure. But you know, you know when someone's good. Yeah. I mean, but what you know, what I might think is good, my, I might have a higher standard than some. Some, I mean, I've had people tell yeah. me this guy's really funny. You should see him. Then I go, blah. <laughs> right. This guy's fucking dog shit. This is terrible. <laughs> I can't watch this. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. then there's other guys you see, and you're like, all right, I get it. It's not for me, but mm -hmm. I get that he's right. turning a lot of people on. He's, yeah, he's not horrible. I just don't want to listen to it. <laughs> well, there's some people that are like really good performers, mm -hmm. you know, and they just fucking doll up something that's really not there. Right. You know, and they, da, 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 da. yeah, <laughs> thank you, good night. You know, it's called cheap laughs built on fake energy. Yeah. But, it's, you know, there's <laughs> there's something to be learned even from that. I mean, I, that's one of the things that I always used to say about Carlos Mencia is that I, I never understood why people were laughing, but it was amazing the, the energy that he put out. Yeah. To get the, I never got it. Like, right. I would like, sit there like dead face going, what the fuck is happening here? Right. Like, but they they were all the caught place. up in this energy and momentum of the, all this the shit that was going on. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like, there yeah. are guys that have that sort of like, big loud fake thing where they yeah. they don't really give a fuck about what they're talking about no but it's, they're kind of it's they're, they're closer to politicians than they are comedians yeah they know how to turn on the crowd they know how to work it but they're how about kind a round of, full of applause of for the ladies 
<laughs> ladies are working hard out there, gentlemen. Come on, how about a round of applause for those ladies? How about one for the troops? Can we get one yeah. for the troops? Oh God, <laughs> These, that's those those like really strategic, you know, things oh, that people will say. The worst. They'll say things where you go, "Oh, you whore." Yeah. You fucking whore. Oh, the ladies really have it hard. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Or the worst is uh, when you're, especially like you're in showcase clubs, like you're one of like eight guys that night, and it's like, oh, oh, they're telling me I gotta go. I gotta go, guys. They're giving me the like, no, please stay. They're telling me I gotta go. <laughs> Stop yeah. it. You, you fraud. They're really politicians. They're just, There's a lot of that, yeah. They're kind of slick. But you kind of gotta be a little bit, right? You gotta kind of get people to like you a little, especially if you wanna push forth any really controversial idea. You gotta mm -hmm. kind of sneak it in on them somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like what we were talking about earlier. Spoonful of sugar. What we were talking about earlier, where, where you were saying that because it's so easy to criticize comedians these days and yeah. so many people go after people for controversial jokes, you were talking about how these like young guys you're seeing on stage young g gals as well yeah are saying jokes but they're still like before they say it they have to say look you know i am not racist yeah <laughs> yeah i watched i watched five guys in front of me at the improv in la go up and these are all young guys and they're all coming up they don't really have much credit but they're working you know they've got spot at the improv and the every anything they came up with if it was about race or religion or or gender they would apologize before the joke and i'm like holy <laughs> shit it's gotten to this level everyone's now scared they're yeah. in a, we're in a we're in a, the improv there's probably 50 people in the audience tops it's right a, no you know what i mean it's nothing you should have if you're not free now when mm -hmm. when what all it takes is one blogger tom <laughs> Well, there's this thing at the comedy store that they do every uh, Tuesday night uh -huh. called Roast Battle. Have you ever seen it? I haven't. I've heard about it. It's really funny. Yeah. It's really fun because they do it in the belly room, which is this tiny little room. They pack yeah. it with people, and it's an insult competition. It's a, write, a joke writing competition yeah. between two comics, and they insult each other, and the, the audience and the judges sort of get to decide who who wrote the better stuff. Right. And they go hard at each other. They, they fucking go hard. <laughs> but somebody wrote an article because... Uh, someone white dropped an n-bomb during during the show uh -huh. and they're like you know are white people getting the n-word pass at the comedy store and they wrote uh. this whole article like you fucking piece of shit like you know what they're doing <laughs> exactly you know what they're doing they weren't first of all they weren't calling someone it yeah. wasn't saying like right. this guy's a nigger you know they weren't right. doing that they was, were using the word in the context of some sort of a joke and even if right yeah but it was just like the the idea that it can't be done like this is fuck you right you know this it's it's comedy like it, there are things that are said in comedy like yeah in real life in real speech yeah when you're talking to people it's probably not the best thing to say it's, right it's probably a rude thing to say sure of course but as a comedian in a club doing yeah. what you're doing the only way it's going to go away is if you don't uh fight it if you don't resist it which is difficult but if they come at you and say you you're racist for saying this you just the only comment is I'm a comedian, and then that's it. It's end of story. It's when you fight back and you give them, you take the bait, and it become it, it fuels it, and that's what's been happening. So now people think, oh, I can get this famous guy to and, apologize, to apologize, yeah. and make news and be a yeah, part of it. Not really fight back, but really like sort of defend it. I mean, not even defend it. Apolog I mean, it's fighting back is important, I think. Yeah. Or at least stating your 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 mind, speaking your opinion. 
But this this idea of apologizing for jokes, fuck off, man. Those people, the people who write about it, who are in the audience and taking offense and writing about it, they, to me, are much more offensive than a comedian. The comedian, is a, he's a, this, his job is to make a joke. That's his job, is to make light of things. And if you're in the audience and you're calling someone a racist or you're calling someone a misogynist or whatever label, you are much more violent than the clown up on stage. Much more violent. More violent? What do you mean by much vi more violent. You're, you're provoking. You're much more offensive. Much more right. offensive. Right. But I, and I, and I, violence is close to the term because I did a show for our good friend uh, Greg Fitzsimmons. It was like a fundraiser thing for the school thing. And I was talking about, I have this joke in my act where I say I live in L.A. It's a, it's a horrible school district that, we're, that we live in. And I either had to pay for school or pay for guns and ammo. And my kids have no skills, so I pay for school. And the only rule I have with school, if I'm going to pay for school, is uh, it cannot be predominantly Asian. Why? Why would I pay all that money for my kids to be last in everything? <laughs> and then I talk about these families, how they're just superior. Asian right? families are superior. They work harder. They want their kids to win. They play five different instruments. My kids play the toilet paper roll, on and on. And this woman yells out from the crowd, get some new material. In the middle of it, everyone else is laughing. Get some new material. I said, I'm sorry, what? She goes, it's racist. You're a racist. I've never been called a racist in my life. And it was like, whoa. It was kind of like being punched in the face. And I said, I'm sorry. Are you not listening? And the guy next to her goes, we're wondering where you're going with this. The guy said I, that too? Yeah. Is I it her on, friend? Huh? Is he with her? He's, he is? must be with her. So yeah. I'm leaning on the, so I just stop. I lean on the stool and I said, where am I going with this? Um, I'm pointing out that uh, Asian families uh, work harder than uh, our traditional uh, American white families. They work harder and uh, hold their kids to a higher standard. And uh, therefore they're excelling more in sports and they're excelling more in schools. Um, because of how they're raised and they're held to these high standards, and that they are actually um, doing better for their families than we are uh, by letting, giving our kids a free pass and making sure that they have a good time. But of course, this all would have been done through jokes and would have been much more enjoyable experience <laughs> for the rest of the audience if you had shut up. I said, uh, I'm sorry, what part, just so I understand, what race are you? What, what part did you, are you white? Are you Asian? She goes, I'm Mexican. <laughs> I said, all right, I can't help you. You're wrong. And everybody oh. applauded. The rest of the place applauded. But I mean, her calling me a racist, I'm telling you, Joe, I was, I went up and did a Neil Brennan show after that in Santa Monica and then drove home to my place in the valley after that. And I was buzzing the whole time. Like by the time I got in, like I was angry, angry, and yeah. a, and and kind of hurt. But you ran into a moron. I ran into a moron, but That's just that term of having someone say racist. Well, there's a lot of people that are recreationally offended. They're looking to be offended, whether it makes yeah. sense or not. You know, it's like saying black guys have bigger dicks. Racist. <laughs> right. Exactly. How's it racist to be awesome? How's <laughs> right. it racist to be better? <laughs> right. How's it racist to be better at math? To yeah. Say the Asians are better at school. How is that racist? <laughs> it's it's racist to mock their eyes or right. you know the to say they're inferior race, that's racist. It's right. not racist to compliment a race. <laughs> right. 
Right, exactly. It's the opposite of racist. I so, know. So you're sort of racist against your own kids. There's so There was so much fun in a time when you could just talk about each other yeah. and enjoy it. Like, really be like, you know, you'd be like, we were Italian, and my friends mm-hmm. were Irish, and everybody had their things, and you, you were celebrating it. You yeah. were celebrating that stuff. My parents' generation really celebrated it, you know? Now you you, you can't even say what they are without this, it being perceived as awful. I had this Mexican lady yell at me once. <clears throat> I had this joke about uh, the, the, uh, the, the UFO that supposedly crashed in Roswell, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. In 1947, there was this, the cover of the Roswell Times or whatever the newspaper was. I actually have it framed in my house that the cover of this newspaper, it said, uh, you know, like a f- the, the, there was a headline that was like flying disc recovered, like that they, a flying saucer. I mean, they wrote about it in the paper. They had these they had statements from military people that they had found a crashed UFO. And then the next day they came out and said, oh, sorry, oh, they said, <clears throat> the joke was, they said they had a crashed UFO and alien bodies. And then the next day they came out and they printed in the paper, um, or they, they came out and had a press release that said, I don't remember how this joke was, it was a long time yeah. ago. They said, no, we're sorry, it was just a weather balloon. Right. And I said, well, what about the aliens? Those are Mexicans. Uh, right. Apparently they were they were on the balloon. They thought it was a pinata. <laughs> they had been drinking. Some shenanigans took place. And this lady was yelling at me, hey. I go, what did I say? And she goes, because I, I said the word Mexican. Right. I go, like, alien, like another country. Get uh-huh. it? Aliens from another country. Illegal aliens. That's what they're called. It's, right. not, it's not negative right. towards Mexicans. Right, exactly. But she was like, you shouldn't be fucking making fun of Mexicans. <laughs> and I was like, well, why not? Like, what are right. you saying? Like, what did I say bad? Right. Just fucking talking shit. <laughs> like, oh, okay. You shouldn't be. You're too dumb to be here. They should have made you fill out a form before you walked through the door, you fucking dope. Right, exactly. If they were to describe what was happening in this club, yeah. it is a series of people getting on stage and talking shit. That, yeah. is, that is the whole. So we went to this whole back and forth thing. Wait, does this make sense? Do Mexicans drink? Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody, a lot of people drink that are Mexican. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. I drink too. Um, do Mexicans have a history, a long history of the pinata? Yes, they do. They do. They beat those fucking things. Candy comes out. It's well documented. They love them. You're just talking shit about Mexicans. <laughs> Why are you talking shit? Uh, hilarious. Do you think it's going to swing back? Do you think? Yeah, I hope so. Don Rickles Jr. is going to show up. and mm, I just think people are just getting smarter overall, mm-hmm. more educated. I mean, I think, I think there's always going to be... <sighs> There's no doubt about it that there are people that their mind does not work as well. Right. It's like there's kids that are fucking two and they got big glasses. <laughs> right. What is that? Well, their eyes don't work so fucking good. Some people are born deaf. I have yeah. a friend who was born deaf. There's just the reality of the world is some people's minds are just not that good. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's, yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. No. It's physical. It's reality. Chemical Some makeup. people have big noses. Some people have big dicks. Some people have fucking shitty brains. Right. Why are you shitting on Mexicans? Here you go again, essay. There's no way around it, man. You're always going to get dumb people. I, 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 I do this joke, um, and in the, I, I, I make fun of Italians, which I am. Right. Three quarters Italian. And I had this guy yelling out at me, don't fucking be shitting on Italians. I'm like, I'm shitting on my own people. Fuck you. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Am I talking about you? Yes, I am. You know why? Because you're doing exactly what I was saying in my act. Right. You're yelling out, hey, fucking Italians, what are you doing over here? (laughs) It's just, 
that those so, are real people. It's yeah. not all Italians. God damn, there's millions of them. Yeah, but this whole thing, like there are intelligent people though, that kind of provoke this, don't you think? Like there's yes. people writing editorials, educated people who want to control human behavior by semantics, by mm -hmm. by kind of they're going to set up their own rules, and you're going to have to abide by them. Well, there's a lot of people that are unhappy and they have a green light to start talking shit. Yeah. And there's also people that are bloggers that are looking for a subject that they can legitimately find a reason to attack. Right. And they might not, if they weren't bloggers, they might not have even focused on it. Right. But because of the fact that it's a subject, it's like, like, do I really give a fuck about Kim Kardashian? No, I do not. Right. I really don't care. Yeah. But if I'm looking for a joke and she does something stupid, I'm like, all right, bitch. And <laughs> right. I sit down in front of the computer and I, I concoct a bit. <laughs> Right, you know, right. I mean, it's just it is life. Right, it's this, the culture. That's yeah, but this is. I mean, you can't fault them in some ways because it is yeah. what they do. But there's a really asinine viewpoint when you're, you know, you're you're looking at jokes and you're trying to pretend that this person is in court giving an affidavit and these are their actual thoughts on these subjects. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. There's got to be, and I think it's, I think that's the, just the responsibility of the comedians at the end of the day. You just got to stick to it. Yeah. Well, do you remember when Patrice O'Neill, he was on this, uh, I think it was a Fox News show, and it was back when Opie and Anthony got fired, yeah. or they got suspended, I guess. And he said, and it was a really important point, he said, jokes that you are offended by and jokes that you love all come from the same place. Someone's just trying to be funny. Like, right. you don't understand that because you don't understand funny. <laughs> Like, right, they're just trying to make you laugh, and some some of them hit, and some of them miss. Yeah, and that's just exactly. the way it goes. And that's the scary part is that you're in a club trying to make it hit, mm -hmm. and as you're working out material, you'll say stuff. Just you're working. It's going to take six months before this joke is even ready, mm -hmm. and people are taping you two weeks in. When it's ugly and you don't really know what you're saying, yeah. you're just blurting stuff out. That's dangerous. Well, you know, Chris Rock has that world-famous joke, <clears throat> one of his best jokes ever, that I love black people, but I hate niggers. Right. And it was a, a, a bit... Well, apparently, Louis told me that that bit took a year to work. Oh, yeah. And he, it used to bomb. It I just wasn't that. working. And... If someone had been in the audience YouTubing that in the beginning when it was eating dick on right. stage, he would have looked like an asshole. Right. You know? Yeah, and tell people, no, just yeah. stick with me. They it's going to be funny at one point. <laughs> blog about it. And not only that, That's but scary. then the joke gets released, it gets online, and it's like, which is really kind of a violation of what a comic is doing by working out a set. Right. If you see someone at the cellar, if you see someone at the comedy store at the improv, most of the time, most of the time, you see a comedian like you or like me, we're working out stuff. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Right. This is our gym. Right. It's our workshop. It's how these things, when you when you see it on Comedy Central or if you see it in a headline club, you see right. it at the Irvine Improv on a weekend, then you're seeing essentially a finished product. Right. But all that other stuff is like, that's how bits get worked on. Yeah. They, we need an audience. and. I've done a lot of them that don't fucking work. Oh, man. And then one day they do. Have you, haven't you just been on stage and doing a stupid set in town and you just say something completely just comes yeah. out of you like yeah. that retard? Yeah. Or, or you know what I mean? <laughs> I said something horrible about my wife's tits or something. <laughs> it just kind of blurted it out. It's like, I don't think that. I'm right. even, I just, just trying to be funny. I'm just Right, exactly. You're, you're spitballing. You're trying to... Right. And people will get angry at you about the contents of your imagination. It's like, you don't understand. This is not... Yeah. This isn't. This is a performance. Right. This is not me as a human being giving you my well thought out and clearly analyzed views on life. Right. And look, if you're a writer, any great writer, the greatest of the greats, take Updike, whoever. 
you when you read their stuff, you're not reading a first draft. No. You're reading the 50th draft yes. of them going to work on this thing. Mm -hmm. And a comedian is showing you his first draft. Every time. Every yeah. time. He's up there like until you go see those big shows. Ari Shafir has this uh, quote that he has taped above his keyboard from Hemingway. It says, the first draft of everything is shit. It's great. It <laughs> it's means so everything. True. It means everything. Artie Lang got in trouble recently. I don't know if you've been yeah. paying attention. Were you paying attention to that? Yeah, yeah. I saw him. I saw him right after. He had this joke that he did on stage at the cellar, where uh, he said that uh, um, all this Ferguson stuff is really starting to uh, fuck with my um, my personal life. <laughs> and he said, uh, all, "No, all these protests are really starting to fuck with my personal life." He goes, "The other day, I'm having sex with this black chick, and she goes." I can't breathe. And he goes, hey, let's not bring politics into the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a fucking funny joke, it's man. But joke. it was too soon. And, yeah. and some woman got up and yelled out, that shit ain't funny. And uh, she started tweeting about it. And I went to her Twitter page and, and just fucking followed it like a hawk. Because I thought it was fascinating. And she was getting all these people that were, you know, social justice warrior uh, activists that were going to, they were going to protest at the comedy cellar. We're going like, to show up at his clubs. We're going to follow yeah. him around. Yeah, hilarious. Oh, my God. What I was with do? him at the cellar. We were sitting at the table upstairs. What did he say? And about he was it? talking, it was before that, it, he was talking about the ESPN one. Oh, that was another one he did. Yeah, yeah. about that one. <laughs> and, Which we read online, or read on air. It was hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. And then uh, he's going on about that. And then two days later, the other one. Hit. Yeah. And then I, I was just like looking. I thought I was looking up the ESPN one. I was so confused. I'm like, wait, this is a different. <laughs> this is a totally new one. <laughs> but it was so great that he didn't stop. He just put it out. He just kept yeah. going. Yeah. He, well, he's doing it. I mean, that's what he's doing. I mean, that's Tosh. What he does. Like, I'm good buddies with Daniel Tosh. And he... Uh, he does a lot of stuff on his show that people would be like, that's racist, or you're talking about black people, just because he's big. And black audiences love him. Black comedians love him. And then other people come up, Mexicans and stuff, like, why don't you ever mess with us? <laughs> <laughs> they want, because they know it's a joke, and it's fun right. to laugh at yourself. And it's his style. Right. You know, you, it's once people sort of accept that that's your style, you're an insult comedian. Right. And you like, know the guy's yeah. heart. You know that yeah. he's not a bad guy. Like, sort of like what people want Jeff Ross to roast them. Like, right. If you ask Jeff Ross to roast you, you're, you're asking him to start insulting you. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's what he does. Everybody knows that's what he does. Yeah. I worked with uh, Rickles this summer. Ooh. So great. Where'd you work with him? I went to, uh, in Montreal. He was doing, like, one of the big gala shows. He was doing two nights. So he was doing stand-up? He was doing stand-up. Wow. And uh, How much time did he do? He did about, probably, like, 45. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, what and, was uh, that like? And then he threw a couple songs in and stuff like that. He sings? It was, it was the greatest. Yeah, he sings a song at the end. What does he sing about? Uh, it's like this one's, uh, I don't, it's not Thanks for the Memories, but it's something like that. You know, like Think, a, seem, a little, you know, that a little like a little heartfelt in a thing. Real, yeah. Oh, to try to like warm you up after you shit in yeah. your mouth for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We all love each other. And uh, I, you know, I, I didn't get to meet Dangerfield and I miss Carlin. And I was like, I just want to work with Rickles at some point. Right. And then it came up that I could work with him at, in Montreal. And I was supposed to go on vacation with my family. And I literally sent my wife and kids. I'm like, I'm going to meet. I'm going to be three days late to our family <laughs> vacation. Wow. So I'm going to go work with Rickles. I had to. It's like, this is. Yeah, as know. a comic, that's an opportunity. It's yeah. really hard to pass. So I went up and, uh, and worked with him. And it was so great to see. I mean, his references are so 
it's like, look at the Puerto Rican guy who's gonna come at me with a switchblade. <laughs> like, people, people are like switchblades. What are you? What are you talking? <laughs> what is a switchblade? People are already friended by Puerto Rican. They're like, what is a switchblade? A switchblade. Yeah. So well, Puerto Rican is like it used to be like a like almost like a negative term, but it does. It's not anymore. <laughs> right. You know, it's like you can't call someone a Puerto Rican anymore. Right. It's like you know, it's like calling someone French. <laughs> right. What are you from France? What does that mean? Yeah. Are you from England? Huh? I don't get it. <laughs> but, the, but his thing was, he was so, uh, he has such a history of it. Yeah. Everybody knows this is what he does, and he right. just comes out and does this kind of thing. So was he working the crowd the entire time? Yeah, it was kind of a, it was kind of a mix. Like, he uh, he brought people up. He definitely, I think. Brought people on stage He brought a couple them? people on, two guys on stage. Wow. He's not walking very well. He doesn't walk very well? No. He, something's happened something? to his knee or something. Oh, yeah. And, uh. It's amazing. They have all these showgirls go up on stage, Whoa. and they do this big dance in the beginning of the show, and they do like the feather thing. You know, they they all stand there with the feathers like a big scrim, and then they wheel him out, and put him up on a stool, and then they all part. And there's Don Rickles. He just appeared, so wow. you don't have to see him walking. And then he, uh, you know, look at the black guy over there. Look at the <laughs> look at the Jew over there, and he's doing Hitler and <laughs> all this crazy <laughs> stuff. It was great, but he's just, you know, you know the guy so well. You right. just know who he is. So he, you know it's not coming from hate. Yeah. It's just this playful kind of guy. And it was like, I hope that there's somebody that's going to be like that for our generation. There should be somebody. That I think so. I think like what you were saying about Tosh, what we were saying about Jeff Ross, like once you know what they do, yeah. if you, you just have to know what they do. And, you know, there's going to be people that complain, but it doesn't matter. They get... Yeah, they get ignored. They get marginalized. It's like, and you're allowed to not like somebody, man. There's plenty yeah, of, of people that don't like all sorts of folks that I enjoy. My whole objective those two days was I just want to be shit on by him. <laughs> I just want. I was just lobbing stuff in. I'm like Don. So, but uh, we're working together two nights. So, like, you know, after that, we're gonna know each other pretty well. You think when we get back to LA, we're gonna hang out? Don't push it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Then just I'm like waiting for him. Right? Just totally. Then I'm like Don. Uh, are you going to watch my act tonight? I'd really appreciate it if you watch my act. I'm a little busy. <laughs> and then after the show, I go back to his dressing room. What the cool thing was, you would love it. He just, it's like old school show business just walked into the building. It's like, you know, you've been in Montreal, those kind of thing. Everyone's doing shows all week. When, hit, when it was his time for the show, guys in tuxedos are walking around. Security guys are hanging out. Old school guys with like, you know, gel in their hair and like show business is happening this is the hall the halls are cleared and it's like this is there's music classy music playing and it's like no we're doing a show we're not walking in and just getting up on no this is a show it was so great so at the end i go to his dressing room he's in his dressing room in a in a silver like silk robe these little slippers <laughs> this is post show he wears slippers these after little the slippers, show like little gold stuff on the toes and uh, he's got all the makings for a martini. He's got the ice, he's got the, the olives, he's got the glass, the shaker. But he just shoves it all in his glass. <laughs> he just puts it all, it doesn't even shake, it just puts ice, olives, and vodka, and he's sitting there drinking it. And I go back to see him. He's like, Tom, come here. And he holds my, <laughs> holds my hand, doesn't let go of my hand. It's just the greatest. And he's like, Tom, I watched your show tonight. I watched the whole thing. Oh, thank you, Don, thank you. Have you considered a career in grocery delivery? <laughs> you go around, you deliver food, you make people happy, you throw in a joke once in a while to keep yourself from killing yourself. <laughs> 
I'm like, this is better than the whole vacation I'm about to go on with my family. Wow. So much better. That, did you put pictures? Did you take pictures? Yeah, of I got a couple shots. Oh, that's huge. Man. Oh, it's just the best. That's huge. The best. This guy's been at it forever. Yeah. I never met him. I would love to meet that guy. It's a good one. I never got a chance to meet Dangerfield, but I stood next to him a couple times. You did? Yeah, yeah. He was doing some sets at the um, at the Laugh Factory before he died. Right. Like, uh, I mean, he performed up until like just a few years before he passed. And in the 90s, somewhere around the mid to late 90s, he was doing sets. Occasionally, he would drop in wow. at the Laugh Factory, and I was really fortunate to be there a couple times when he did. Did he live out here? Um, I don't know. I bet he probably lived a couple places. Yeah. He was pretty wealthy. Yeah. Um, he. Um, Why didn't I, you meet him though? You were standing next to him. I was young and stupid. And I didn't. I wasn't yeah. good enough. I didn't yeah. feel like I was good enough to introduce myself to him. <laughs> totally like, get that. I was next to Hicks <laughs> once when I was an open micer. I just didn't feel like I could introduce myself to him. It just wasn't good enough. Is I, it crazy to think there's some kid standing next to you now? Like I, I just can't. I just can't. Yeah. If, if you're that kid, say hi. <laughs> right, Especially exactly. if you're a comic, I'll talk to you. Yeah. You know, but there was uh, there's a couple moments where yeah, like I saw Hicks live. Um, really? Where? One, two, three, three or four times. Probably three or four times. At least three times in Boston. Really? When I was a raw open micer, like I had been doing comedy maybe six months, and I got a chance to see Hicks a bunch of times Jeez. during that time. It was awesome. How was, good was he? He was amazing, man. Yeah? It was amazing. Yeah, it was like the late 80s. <clears throat> he was probably um, in his prime. Cause I think yeah. he died in, uh, I want to say like 93 or 94 he yeah. died. So That's I saw right. him when he was hopping. I mean, it was just, he was on fire. Man. He was so good. I remember seeing him, in, I never saw him live, I saw him in Caroline's Comedy Hour. Oh. And just seeing how, he was just like, you know, at the edge of the stage, <coughs> cigarette in his hand, yeah. just like in some guy's face, like, mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell, this is... It's been interesting to see how he evolved and grew, because he was still yeah. young. You yeah. know, he was like 32 or something like that when he died. Really? He would, yeah. Uh, yeah. He would have gotten a lot better. Dying was... makes you seem so much older. Well, it makes you seem so much more legendary, too. Yeah. That's the other thing. When someone dies, like, everything that they did becomes so much more important than when it, if they had stayed alive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, if Elvis was still alive today. Right. You know? You'd be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know? just wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah. John Lennon is so much more valued by most people than Paul McCartney. Yeah. You know? Because Paul's showing up at award shows. And... Yeah, he's like, hi, I'm still alive. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> when you're dead, we're going to fucking love you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. I yeah. saw Dangerfield when I was working, actually, before I was ever a comic. I got a chance to see. I, I worked at a uh, concert place. Oh, yeah? And I was backstage because I was a security guard, and I was working in this uh, backstage area where I got to see Dangerfield walking around behind the stage with his bathrobe on and his slippers. Wow. That's the way he was performing. Right. He would perform in a bathrobe. In the bathrobe? He'd go on totally stage? Totally naked. Just throw a bathrobe on and no. just go on. Yep. Yep. He went through a, a period of time. <laughs> I've never. Where that's heard how that. he was performing. That's crazy. Yeah, when I saw him at the Laugh Factory, he was fully dressed. But he was doing this place called Great Woods. It's a, uh -huh. a concert place in in Mansfield, Massachusetts. Sure. And this was like the height of his popularity. This was like back to school. Right. Like during those days. Yeah, yeah, huge. Because this was like the '80s. I want to say like '86 or something like, before I did comedy. Yeah. I was probably 19, so it must have been about '86. Right. And uh, he was just walking around with a bathrobe on. He would sh shuffle on stage with slippers. Oh. I got no respect. No respect at all. 
My wife, I'll tell you. And you're just carrying a drink. I don't remember no if he's drink. carrying a drink. I just remember, look at this bad motherfucker wearing a bathrobe. It's crazy. And everybody wanted to talk about the fact that he had nothing on under the bathrobe. <laughs> nothing on. <laughs> under the bathrobe, he's totally naked. I saw his balls. Like he would just walk around. Is that him? Yeah, there's that. That's, there's great. a lot of photos of him where you could actually see his dick because he's just sitting weird and his dick's <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gave a zero uh, fucks. That's like, you know, it's so weird to bring up his name because the context is weird now. But like Cosby went through, he would just come out in like sweatpants and a thing and with socks, just socks. Really? Yeah, just come out with like Birkenstocks and take them off and just, just yeah. Well, he wear, so goes on stage now a with a uh, a sweatshirt on that says, Hello, friends. Or hello, friend. Really? That's what he wears when he goes on stage now. He's got this like sweatshirt on that says "Hello, friend." Yeah. I guess you just do it so long, you're just like. I guess. Right. I mean, the balls of that guy to still do shows while God. all this is going down. I know. Do you think he goes online? No. Yeah. No, I think he had people that right because remember when he they put up that meme they were like. Yeah. That blew up in his face. See, I have my own theories about that meme, man. I think that somebody who works for him knew what the fuck was going to happen. Oh, really? That's, yeah, that's my my feeling, 100%. Yeah. And they just did it to get him? Yeah, I think that anybody who works in tech, yeah. anybody who designs websites, you're savvy. Right. You're, you're internet savvy. And if you're one of those internet savvy people... You know what the fuck is going to happen if you say meme me <laughs> right. and you take a picture of him yeah. with a hat on, you know, just let the yeah. rape jokes fly, you know? <laughs> do you do you believe but, in any of this stuff like like the Illuminati? There it is. Wow. Hello friend. Hello, Hollywood friend. Illuminati uh like my Uber driver was completely he thought for sure that like oh no, Hollywood wants him out now. Like he did something, he fucked pissed somebody off and they're going after him. He's and he had like this whole theory and I'm like that's, you know, he wasn't might powerful be powerful enough at that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what do you make him go away what? The key is like an old key to that sentence is my Uber, Uber driver. driver. <laughs> right. But a it was a guy who's not making the best fucking decisions. <laughs> just picking up random strangers based on an app. Get in my car, man. Let me Let tell me you what I think about Hollywood <laughs> and the elite. And what do you do in that situation? You just kind of agree with him to make well, the conversation suck his go. Dick. Get a free ride. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, he just had this whole theory, and he he connected it with other celebrities that where he thinks like Hollywood's just done with him, so they like throw who? him under the bus. Uh, he said uh, Charlie Sheen. He oh said, come on! He said a He's bunch an of idiot. People. Yeah. He, Charlie I, I mean, Sheen was on TV talking about smoking rocks, yeah, right. and then from then he went to get a deal with FX that netted him. Somewhere in the neighborhood of five hundred million dollars. Yeah, an instant he made some insane deal. amount of money. I mean, I don't they know really how much. Got him. What did he? How much did he make off that FX thing? It was some insane it amount of money. It was instant syndication. Yeah. It was a hundred episodes. More than a hundred million dollars. Yeah, he made off of that stupid FX thing. Yeah, and it's a terrible show. No that anger management is a goddamn. No one even knows it's on. Slapped together by monkeys really? with head injuries. It's awful. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. You watch the punchlines. You're like, what? $200 million Charlie Sheen experiment. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. Well, they were riding on the wow. waves of him leaving Two and a Half Men. Well, look. Who are the other guys? Two and a Half Men. Some fucking executives that want to be seen. Look at me. I'm a big shot. I'm here with Charlie. We're going to do blow and get hookers. Right, Charlie? What are we going to make? How about a fortune? Yeah. <laughs> no. 
Meanwhile, you guys fucked up the TV business, you dumbasses. They <laughs> did. They tried to do that deal with a bunch of other shows. God. They tried to do it with George Lopez, and it, it fizzled out. Right. Well, they what they did is if you get past a certain amount of episodes, they automatically pick it up for a hundred. You know, right? They set it at ten. Yeah. If you get past ten, right? It, they automatically pick it up for the back ninety. Yeah. Which is insane. Insane. But some dummy agreed to that based on the hype behind Charlie Sheen and the fact that he was doing live shows with no material. Right, I forgot about the live shows. Oh, how oh. could you? Yeah. Kirk, Fox Kirk Fox was on one of them. <laughs> was he? he was oh, my the, God, he was that poor bastard. Oh, that's they had not, but then our boy Russell saved it. Russell Peters started doing shows with him and saved it because uh, Russell's an awesome comedian right. and started interviewing Charlie and being funny while he was interviewing him. Uh, so Russell would crack some jokes, ask some questions, crack some more jokes, and everybody was entertained by it. And then Charlie could tell his crazy hooker stories in right. the context of like a, a like a showbiz set. Yeah, like, you're doing Russ panel. <laughs> yeah, well, Ru yeah, Russell knows how to do theater. Right. You know? He knows how to entertain these people. Right. He's acutely aware that all these folks are watching, whereas Charlie was just like, I'm just going to go out there and be Charlie Sheen. And they're like, boo, <laughs> give us our money. He's like, I already got your money. Like, oh, that's right. Remember that? About that. Oh, those were awful. Uh, those those sets money. were devastating. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he and he was in a panic after yeah. that, and that's when they brought in comics and started bringing comics on the road with them. And God, yeah, but that was that riding crazy. the wave of that. They did this anger management thing, right? And you know, the first couple episodes probably weren't so bad. Yeah, but it's fucking terrible, <laughs> right? Yeah, so take that Illuminati. But they're writing a yeah. hundred <laughs> episodes, and it's not even their fault. They're no, writing a hundred episodes, two a week. Yeah. So how 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 much time do they put into these fucking jokes? Right, you can't. Almost none. You Almost can't. no time. There's hardly any time if you do one a week. Yeah, it's fucking hard. Yeah. Making a sitcom is fucking hard. I've Super done it. Hard. I did it for five years. Yeah, it is not easy. It's it becomes easier once things get gelling. Yeah, but even then, man, writers fucking hit blocks. They don't know what. I mean, there was days like we were in news radio, like season four. There was days where the script just didn't fucking work. These writers, right. these writers had busted their ass and banged against the keyboards, and they just couldn't find a way to make this scene work. And they, uh, would, they've abandoned whole scenes and put yeah. in new ones and rewrite things the next day. You know, were just, you involved in writing at all at that point? Not writing, but I wrote a lot of the jokes that I said on the show. Like you did ad lib them. Right. Uh, on see what we do is on set the way the way it worked with news radio Paul Sims who's the creator was a genius yeah. just a really really smart guy yeah. but also like he had a really healthy ego like it didn't have to be his words that were read right so he would write things and then Dave Foley was really like an uncredited producer of that show because uh. Dave rewrote entire scenes. He rewrote jokes, wrote jokes for me and for Vicki Lewis and for Andy, for everybody. He rewrote uh. stuff and then would present this new version of it. And, and Dave was like really respectful. It's like we have this idea. Would you like to see it? And Paul was like, Yeah, let's see what you got. Oh, wow. And and then Paul would be like, I like yours better. Let's go with that. That's great. And so like literally forty percent of that show, maybe even more, was ad libbed. On wow. the set by by either Foley or Andy ad libbed a lot of stuff. I ad libbed a lot of stuff. We right, wrote for right. each other. Yeah, you know, like sometimes right. you know you'd see Andy doing something, and and I would go, "Why don't you say this?" And be like, "Oh yes," <laughs> right. you know, or Vicky or what, you know, whoever. Yeah. It's like that sort of environment where you can all contribute to make it just makes a better show. Yeah, you know, yeah. but it's not always that you get a cast that can do that. And think about that. Just those names that you're using. Just those great, everyone's a killer. Yeah. And that's 
how difficult it is to just pull off a show. Use having mm-hmm. all those killer, all that talent. Phil and then, Hartman, Stephen Root. And, and yeah. Stephen Root oh my God, was Stephen one of the Root. few that didn't <laughs> write. He didn't ad lib anything. Yeah. Stephen Root would get the script and he would, you know, he was a character. Like yeah. if you talk to him, if you see him on news radio, you assume that he's that guy. Yeah. He's nothing like that guy. Oh, no. Like he's <laughs> the sweetest guy ever. He's like yeah. so nice and normal when you meet him. Yeah. But, you know, he'd had this Jimmy James character was a character that he like right. developed. He was the, him and Phil Hartman were the ones who were like, they were like characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, they had developed a character. Now imagine were... doing two of those a week. Yeah, it's impossible. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck anybody would do it. Right. Not only that, but doing two of them a week without Dave Foley and without right. Paul Sims. And that, right. I, don't, I mean, I don't, maybe the people that are writing that show are good. I don't know. I don't know. But also, there's, there's no fucking incentive when you got 90 episodes picked up. It's like, let's just fucking mail this in. Just go. Yeah. yeah. We're stuck here. Yeah. So we finished 90 well, of them. It's you've got the gig already. It's yeah. like the gig's not going to go away. <laughs> right. You know, it's hard to pull those things off the air. Yeah. Oh, man, that is rough. <laughs> oh, forget <laughs> it. Illuminati. I don't think the Illuminati's that organized. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think. I don't even know how, what how the, you, the Illuminati is. I just consider it like Hollywood is what this Uber driver was talking about, like the big yeah. Hollywood execs. Yeah, but people always want to think that when it doesn't work out for them. That's the thing about Hollywood. Is 100%. That every, they all want to think that there's some sort of grand conspiracy. A hundred percent. You know, but you know I, I think that with uh, whenever you talk to, you know, I'm around comedians all the time. So depending on who you're talking to, they'll say, well, they don't want, they're not, they're not looking for white guys. <laughs> and then you talk to your other buddies, like they're not looking for black guys because he's black. <laughs> well, they're not right. well, Asians. There's only one Asian can get the, everybody, right. whatever you are, you think they don't want. <laughs> but if you can create something and that something is popular and that something is sellable and then people are buying it and everybody loves it. That's yeah. One of the beautiful things about being a comic is that you can prove it on your own. Yeah. If you develop a following and you go on stage and you start killing it on the road yeah. and everybody wants to come see you, they yeah. want to do a show with Tom Papa. They're like, right. Tom, what are we going to do? How do we get a how do we get a piece of this money, Tom? <laughs> Come on, right. Tom. They're trying to figure out how to profit off of yeah. what you're doing. Right, exactly. You know, this idea that there's some sort of a grand conspiracy. No, what you're selling sucks. Right. That's what you're se- you're selling is nothing. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, no one's interested. That's the conspiracy. <laughs> the conspiracy is it's people not are conspiring very good. to only put things that they like on TV. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you don't fit into that plan. No, Bill Cosby is a part of a grand conspiracy. <laughs> That's hilarious. They they yeah. hypnotized all these different women, and they got them to say the exact same thing. And Randy Quaid. Did you see that video, Randy Oh, he's Quaid. crazy as fuck? Yeah. yeah. Randy Quaid's crazy as fuck? Yeah. What happened? He released a new yes. video today where he- A new one today? Really? Well, I don't know if it's the same one. Uh, I the just one saw with a crazy white beard? And he puts a mask on. Yeah, that was a couple days ago. And then he fucks his girlfriend. What? Simulates that he's yeah, fucking her, yeah. right? Yeah. Bad acting. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's, he's gone nuts. He went crazy. Well, he went crazy a couple years ago. Yeah. He owed a lot of money, and there was like a house that he was living in. They kicked him out of it. He was running from hotels. He went to yeah. the San Ysidro Ranch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever yeah, been there? It's yeah, a really yeah. expensive great. place. I've great been there. Place. Beautiful and place. You, crank, you can crank up a real big bill in a couple days, and he stayed for like yeah. six days and then split. Didn't pay it. He did that a couple places. Uh, oh man, it got weird. 
Oh, it's you know when people get old, some people yeah. they have like a tendency for eccentricity, and then as they get old, that morphs into full blown crazy. Right. You know, it's like you got a little bit of a cold, and the next thing you got AIDS. <laughs> right. You know? What's really weird is that his girlfriend is or it's his, out of your control. His his wife is on the on board though, so it almost seems like maybe they're just drug addicts together instead of being a crazy thing. Because the uh, fact that she's not like my husband's going crazy, they might just be right. up yeah, in meth and stuff. Hearts both get on the same page it's a good with point. that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. They might be methed up. Yeah. They're not using their drugs like Wait adults. Wait a minute, but no, they're actors. The actors don't do drugs, man. <laughs> this is crazy talk. All that free time. Charlie Sheen and his conspiracy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the guy's being interviewed on ABC talking about doing rocks. Oh, yeah. right. Smoking rocks. Remember that? Yeah. That's how I roll. Like, right, what? exactly. Like, get off. Yeah, I know Tiger's a couple blood. girls that have signed the papers where they're not allowed to talk about the stuff that happened with Charlie Sheen. Really? He makes, he makes them sign confidentiality. And does he give them money or something? Just hanging out with them? Shitloads of money. <laughs> like, really? most retarded amounts of money oh for God. doing nothing. Like girls just to come hang out at his yeah, house? Yeah, let's just say that. But, well, uh, but, he's a big fan of prostitutes. And I think when you've got the kind of money that that guy's got, I mean, he's been on several big-time series, a bunch of movies. He's probably worth close to a billion dollars at this point, right? So when you've yeah. got that, like putting aside a hundred grand for some little, little senorita. Right. Nothing. Listen, senorita, we had some strange times. A lot of people wouldn't understand what went on between you and me yeah. and the glass table. <laughs> they just wouldn't get it. Just, you and I love it, but this, just, they wouldn't understand. I know you've got a transmission issue and you need to get your tires changed, and I'm willing to do that for you. Let's just put a little bit of sugar in your bank account. Just sign this. Just put a little sugar in your bank account. <laughs> yeah. I, I ran into this gal God. once at the um, at the comedy store back in the day uh, with her new boyfriend that was one of the Playboy bunnies that lived on the at the house. Right. And she was apparently going to write some tell-all, but I don't know if she ever wound up doing it. But, uh -huh. you know, those... Those stories where people have that sort of a situation where, you know, you're getting paid by some guy and there's like some money being exchanged. Yeah. Semi-prostitutional type situation. Right. It's like, does get weird. You know, you're, you're dealing with some uber wealthy cat. Oh, man. You know, yeah, old just... and fucked up. and <laughs> Right. Like some crazy king. Yeah. Well, he was like, Hugh Hefner's kind of like a crazy king. Yeah, I mean, for he's got sure. like this weird harem of young gals and... Yeah, walking around in his robe. I think another guy, robe. I think guy. Another robe guy. <laughs> He's got a smoking jacket though. It's we like, gotta get robes. <laughs> yeah, I know we need robes. We need robes. That's we should do a whole show in robes. Are you down? Awesome. I'm that totally lady's, down. That lady's making us those uh, astronaut shirts. I can't wait. That what are those? Awesome. Um, do you remember that um, there was a, a scientist that got in trouble? They landed an um, a comet. They landed a robot on a comet. Oh yeah. And the guy who was celebrating it. He wore oh, a shirt right. that his friend designed. It was his friend who's into like rockabilly sort of pinup girl type stuff. Right. And she she that that picture right there. That that was like in homage to his friend right. because his friend made him that shirt and that's what she does. So he said, "I'll just wear I'll wear your shirt on TV." And then all these people got so mad. Like look at the, against the women. scroll up, scroll up. Look at the the, the actual title is. I don't care if you landed a spacecraft on a comet. Your shirt is sexist and ostracizing. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> ah! You fucking 
dummy. His shirt is so <laughs> right? badass. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, not only that, uh, it's just sexy women. I mean, if he was wearing a shirt yeah. with a bunch of He-Men, Masters of the Universe on it, <laughs> right. you know, Tarzan <laughs> with his long flowing locks swinging from, would anybody complain? <laughs> right. Like the naked Tom could be on the back. Right, if that girl, if the girl interviewing him, for whatever reason, if the roles were reversed, if he was the interviewer and she was the scientist and she had a shirt on, like a bowling shirt with a bunch of like studly yeah. bodybuilder dudes on it, it would be funny. Right, exactly. Yeah. Just have a good time. Yeah. Enjoy your lives. Well, this, these are just pinup girls. You know, they're just girls in like swanky yeah. sort of... Like he invented that nah, stuff. Fucking assholes. No one likes to have fun anymore. <laughs> everyone takes everything so serious. Well, Let's have a good time. <laughs> who who are you that that's so upsetting to you? What's right. wrong with you? Yeah. It's just it a fucking shirt. Yeah. It would be one thing if it was a bunch of chicks getting fucking double penetrated. You know, it was like a bunch <laughs> right. of chicks like getting just. You know what uh, airtight is? Yeah. Yeah. I uh, had a friend. And uh, <laughs> his friend was dating a porn star, and he was cool with it for a while. And it's okay. like, oh, it's okay, you know, she brings home girls and all this different jazz. And, uh, you know, what do you think about, oh, it's just sex. And then one day he got a hold of her contract, and the contract said airtight. It was like in the contract. Uh -huh. and, he, and he was like, what's airtight? She's like, a dick in every hole. He's like, I'm out. Sit. <laughs> Done. Oh, my it's God. It's over. It's in the contract. This is not my special lady. This is not my special. He just that was that was the breaking point. I can't explain that one to my mom. He was just sitting there going, air, airtight, <laughs> and that was it. I'm sorry. What, what what does that mean? Like he was cool. He was cool with her with two guys. Yeah. He was cool with her, but three was it. Three was where he just about airtight. <laughs> Brutal. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's like that's a sure sign there's too much porn being made. Yeah, right. You gotta plug every hole. Has it been done? No. Plug it up. Plug it up. We're innovators. Get that little guy. We got two ears to fill. <laughs> and then yeah, there's like a lawyer in an midgets. office drafting that contract. Two midgets <laughs> squirting lube in your ear and just grabbing the top and the bottom and just uh, and then the two midgets are making out. So they're gay. They're making out with each other while they skull fuck her ears and another guy's fucking her mouth. And Put that on a shirt. It's probably been done. We're probably we're wrong. It's probably been done. Absolutely. I bet that's been done. I don't think you can think up anything that hasn't. Probably at this point. It's <laughs> right? Pro it's probably Asian midgets. In the what, what, what year was the first ass to mouth done? <laughs> I mean, that had to be in the 2000s, right? That didn't exist. If you go back to the glory days of, like, uh, Ginger Lynn and Ron Jeremy and right. Peter North, there was no ass to mouth. They didn't have to. It was just people <laughs> having sex. Okay? Good old-fashioned good like, time. Like when Don Rickles does a show. <laughs> right. And show afterwards, business. he's got a silver robe on and slippers. That's show business, show baby. Show business. We didn't have to do what you do. We don't have to do ass to mouth or air tight or any of this fucking midgets fucking your ear nonsense. There's a gimmicks. It's, good... it's what you rely on when you got no talent. It's like Boogie Nights. Yeah, right? I don't do video. <laughs> I make a film. <laughs> I don't do video. Do they even make films anymore with film? They don't use no. film anymore, right? Some do. 
Do they? They hardly do it for movies. But you could for do regular it. movies. There's some act, there's some directors that only want to shoot film because they don't believe in the whole digital uh, shit. Like Tarantino, right? Yeah, I think but Tarantino's he's a wacko. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a wild man. I think documentaries, yeah. a lot of documentaries maybe still be on film. Yeah. Well, there's not. a lot of photographers that believe in photography, like that it has to, like digital photography, like some something's missing. Right. That know. nobody else sees. It's like when people are like, no, you've yeah. got to use this gold cable for your sound yeah. system. It's gonna... no, you know, you can use an Instagram filter to achieve all that, you right. fuck. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You for free. To... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh... It's like the new Star Wars movie. They're not using, like, CGI this time around, or they're using all, oh, yeah. like, old school, like, you know, puppets and, like, how they used to do it. So yeah, it's gonna that's be... pretty cool. See, I don't know, man. <laughs> there is definitely an overload of CGI where you're just like, Am I, I'm... I'm Am I watching a video game at this point? Yeah. The guy who directed my uh, last comedy special wanted to do it in black and white. He Steven Spielberg. Bird. <laughs> well, Bird did yeah. his in black and white, but I think he actually filmed it. In black. I don't know. Maybe he didn't. But right. I, this was before that, before Burr even before I even knew Bill, Burr was right. doing his in black and white. And uh, I go, but it's already in color. Like, why would we um, do that? Like, what? I go, that's like, right. I just, why not just draw it? Take all the frames <laughs> yeah. and draw everything I'm doing. Right. Just do your just, best. Just colorize Fuck it. Out of here. <laughs> or, or just have an option to make it black and white by turning it off, off on your TV. You can make any special black and white yeah. if you wanted to. <laughs> you can do that, right? Yeah, yeah. If you fuck with yeah. the contrast yeah. and the color. Color. God, it's just so weird. This desire for the archaic to go back to the old yeah. days. Hipsters. Old timey. Come on, I'm going to put the fucking needle on the... By the way, that, that um, turntable that you got me, like it's still it's not working, right? Do we ever do anything about that? Oh really? What's wrong with it, Jamie? Get on the ball, son. Supposed yeah, that's to, the problem. Wasn't working. I got my daughter a turntable, and it yeah. didn't work. We had to bring it back. Then the other thing, and it starts skipping. It's like, yeah, this is why we stopped using this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of shitty, but <laughs> it's cool though. It's like undeniable it. It that this sound is a little different. It that's is. That's undeniable. Yeah, it's it comforting. is. That, well, apparently there's a new Walkman that's expensive as fuck. It's a new Sony Walkman, and it's an MP3 recorder uh -huh. that is supposed to have like the most incredible premium sound. Right. And Sony just released this at the latest oh, uh, video show, the what is Consumer Electronics Show? Yeah, in Vegas. In Vegas, and it's a big gamble because it's like more than a thousand bucks. Are you serious? Yeah. Here, I'll pull it up, and we'll try this little. Well, wacky did you ever read? Neil Young's book or read yeah. about Neil Young's book. He has this. Sony wants you to buy a $1,200 MP3 player. Okay. What's that sound? Now you're hmm. hearing a sound? It stopped. Uh, it was on this cable. Oh. The cable does that? Yeah. How ironic as we're talking about better sound. Hmm. Uh, yeah, ironic. Last month, Sony <laughs> finally unveiled new Walkman MP3 player. Which many have been expected for some time. People first got a look at the device at CES 2015, but it was a sleek design. Or excellent ergonomics that caught people's eyes. It was the price tag. The ZX2 priced at just under $1,200. For That's more than a phone, which already has an MP3 player. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Why? I because it's it being sounds so great. As the audiophile's choice, a new focus of the music. And, and, and well, see, I think that this kind of. This kind of technology will exist in phones soon. Right, that's the thing. But to buy it as a handheld outside, I don't have a fucking thing outside of my phone. 
okay? <laughs> I have a, a right. phone. My phone has 128 fucking gigabytes. I know. There's plenty of goddamn songs in this thing, and I'm not buying something else. No. And if I took a MP3 file that was, say, recorded at 128 kilobits per second or right. whatever, or, you know, twice that, yeah. and played both of them, I really doubt most of us would even care or hear the difference yeah. in, in it at all. Well, you know what I, does matter, though, is really good headphones. Yeah. Really I, good headphones matter. Yeah. My kids can play, like, their phones. They'll play a song just in that speaker and just leave it, and it's ca-ca-ca-ca-ca, and they love it. And it really drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah. I just can't hear that. Like yeah. lame quality, it just drives me nuts. I have these uh, earbuds from Shure. Oh yeah, uh, and they have like steel braided cables that are covered with plastic. They're like very expensive, and I was like, all right, let me just just for a goof buy these things yeah. and see if it makes a difference. It makes a big fucking. It difference. does. Yeah, they have like drivers inside the ears, yeah. like the little butt. They feel weird. Hooked into your in. phone. Yeah, I plug it into my phone. It's fucking fantastic. And it like blows away like the it. regular. Oh yeah, yeah. It's quite a bit iPod. better. It's quite a bit better. Really? But you know, is it? I don't remember how much it costs. It's a lot of money though. But yeah, is it like a thousand dollars better? I don't know. Yeah. Right. It's you know? interesting the driver thing because uh, Beats when they were still together with uh, Dr. Dre and Beats, you know, they used their own special driver. A lot of people complained that it was really bassy and too too much bass. Uh -huh. Now that they broke up, I just got a new pair and it's completely different. It's it's like it's mm. it doesn't even seem like the same headphones even though it's specific almost exactly the same headphones i used to have they but, look the same but it doesn't sound the same right right Better? and they're bluetooth now so you just have these like awesome headphones you can answer calls on them i mean it's great it's i it's don't so understand cool. <laughs> you guys are tech savvy these uh lebron you know, he's doing like the beats wireless things like yeah. they're working out so if you're running though that means you're like i run with a shuffle Mm -hmm. You know, connected, but my that's not Bluetooth. No, you can't do it with a shuffle, but you, you, you mean you can. I'm running through the streets. An iPod shuffle. Yeah. That's what you're saying? Right. Those little tiny ones with the clip on, those yeah. are dope. Just put them right on your waistband like and those. go. Good but, I just, but you can't use the wireless. Not for that, no. See, what you need is a fucking phone and a fanny pack. Everyone's scared <laughs> of goddamn fanny packs. It's the way to go. You slip that sucker right in there, clip it down. Yeah. And go running? Well, do whatever they you have. Do. You're running with your phone? Yeah, I run with my phone. That makes me nervous. I don't really run though. They have I, those... I use uh, for um, like running type stuff. I do everything on a treadmill or on a right. Not even a treadmill usually. Elliptical machine. You're not running through the streets like a maniac. I do plenty of pounding with my joints, hitting things. Yeah. I don't like to do extra pounding for by. I think I'm already taking chances with my joints from kickboxing. I don't right. want to fuck with it with all that other stuff. Yeah. I just have, I'm getting nervous about running with my phone. They have those cases. I have one that, you know, your phone goes in and it just goes on your arm. Mm -hmm. and those are good. And you don't even yeah. feel like you have it on there. Oh, really? Do you have the, you don't have the plus though. You have the six. No, I went back down to the six. You yeah. have the plus? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. I feel like I got the six and I feel like I should have gotten the bigger you one. You know what's better? The battery life is tremendous. That's it's true. so oh, good. really? The battery's good for like a couple of days. Yeah, sure. It's, it's really one. good. You know, like I can listen to music. I bring I bring it to uh, when I do shows. I have a Bluetooth hooked up to this little speaker. I set the speaker up in the green room. I play music with it, and then I get on stage. I record all my sets with it, and I can yeah. do two shows with that, playing the music, all that, taking pictures. No problems. Really? No problems. The battery does go on the six when you're listening to a lot of stuff or watching stuff. Yeah, it goes. I mean, the six is essentially the same battery as a five. The 5S, it's the same battery. This it is? is this, yeah. This yeah. Ba basically the same battery life, but a larger screen, so it sort of counters. It might be a slightly larger battery, but a larger screen. I always buy the wrong stuff. Dude, you could, you, could, you could get a new one. Give it away. Let's give it to somebody. Give it to somebody. Give it to a, your kid. Yeah. You know?
I guess. <laughs> First world I always problems. Buy, I always buy things twice. I never like think things through I and like make phone. the right purpose. I have purchase. A, a podcast phone for the studio that's a uh, a Samsung Galaxy S5. Uh-huh. And there's parts of that that I like better than the iPhone. Really? It's a little bit smaller. It's five inches instead of... Uh, is this just because you're friends with this Neil Brennan? It's like 5.5. No. <laughs> I don't want to say anything that gets Neil Brennan in trouble, but he might not always use that phone all the time. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't not, know what you're talking about, Joe. I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. But what, what I saying. like about this, the, um, the Samsung is this little bad boy right here. This thing, when it clips in place, yeah. the phone, you can drop it in the toilet. It's fucking waterproof. Really? Well, they call it water resistant, but right. the fucking thing can go underwater and be fine. Jeez. Whereas if this bitch goes underwater, it's a dead man. Yeah, I and, know. There's nothing scarier than like having a glass of water next to your phone on the counter. And it's got a, a heartbeat detector right there. You put your finger over there, and it shows you your heartbeat. To see if you're in love? Yes. <laughs> it's very important. It's a mood ring. <laughs> Which you can do with apps now. They have apps where you put your finger over the... It actually uh -huh. measures... They have an app on the iPhone where it measures... uses the um, flash from the camera... And it pulses on your finger and actually measures the the, uh, the heartbeats from reading with the camera lens and reading your your the the light wow. on your finger. That's Fucking amazing. crazy, right? This is a great world we live yeah. in. Yeah. What I like about this, though, there's two things that I like about the Samsung. First, the big one is you could take the fucking battery out and put a new one in. So if your battery oh, runs dry, extra in your backpack, bam, you put a, a separate battery Baby in, pack. and you have a full charge instantly. Then also I like you can add memory. You can stick a little memory card in there and you get an extra 128 gigs. Yeah, but you don't you don't seem as cool. Who? Who are you trying to impress, Tom Papa? I don't know. Everybody. I think well, we, the, there's no perfect phone is what I'm saying. Uh, there's parts of this that I love. So you have two phone numbers? This. Yes. Oh. This is the uh, the studio phone. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. But this this is this is better. Can I hold in that? A lot. This is a yeah. This is a better operating system. The uh, yeah. iPhone operating system is clearly better. Right. And the iPhone camera is a little better too. But that's pretty goddamn good. I mean, the difference between the Galaxy operating system and the iPhone and the camera and yeah. the camera in this is so it's pretty close. You're, you're kind of splitting hairs. Yeah. Yeah, it feels the same. Brian disagrees. I disagree. Have you fucked what? with the S5? You're all Apple. Have you fucked with the Galaxy S5? Uh, no, but I've heard a lot of complaints about the S5, especially with the uh, thumbprint sensors. Not yes. really the best. Oh, the really? thumbprint sensor is dog shit. I yeah. do love the. Th I do love that about. It's the great on the iPhone. It's yeah. dog shit. Oh on really? That thing. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll show you. Watch. I have to do it like four times. Watch <laughs> this shit. Watch. Here we go. Let's look. It says. Swipe the entire pad. Why do you have to tell me that? Okay, I'll swipe it. <laughs> oh, no match, you fucking cunt. <laughs> oh, no match again, you fuckhead. Let's see it one more time. No match three times. It's my thumb. I only have one of them. Uh, yeah. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> I've been, five unsuccessful attempts to unlock your device. Try again in 30 right, seconds. So you're, That's it. I'm out. You yeah. shit. I'm out. You're, you're, I couldn't go through that. I really couldn't. You fucking piece I of really shit. I really couldn't. Son of a bitch. You're, you're, you're getting chased down an alley trying to call 911 while you're doing this crap. <laughs> and, or, you know, that might, I mean, Anything that's the best slightly... thing is just go on a road trip. Have both phones. Try to use that on the way to somewhere. Try yeah. to use the iPhone on the way back. You'll know what I'm talking about. Like, right. It's just crap. Yeah, I can't even. Okay. Case closed, counselor. <laughs> One second. Let's see. One second. Let's see if I can do it. I, Swipe uh, faster, Sammy. Anything. Recognized. Oh, you recognize me. Oh, oh, you love me. You love me. That's so cute. 
We like it, Joe. It's disgusting. Now, did you I have a do thing both on my... thumbs, though? What's that? Did you do both thumbs? Are you using, like, the wrong thumb? Like, you only did one thumb and not the other thumb, maybe? How many no, thumbs are you using? man. No. No. I mean, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, I use one thumb. I only use one thumb on this okay. fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I open my laptop at home, and it there's my Wi-Fi, and then there's the printer Wi-Fi. Mm. And it just goes to the printer Wi-Fi. I open it up, and then I go to, and it's like... Just that, having to go and change it from the printer to the thing every Ew. time. Ew. Just forget it's that making network. me, I might move. You should kill somebody. <laughs> you know, and I literally, I literally physically am <laughs> at the table like, oh. <laughs> like in anger. Yeah. But I mean, oh. the idea of it, even having a fingerprint sensor on your phone was so sexy just a little while ago. I know. When they came out with that, with the was this the first one that had the fingerprint sensor with yeah. the iPhone or the last Five. one? The 5. 5S? Five. Five five the 5S, like S. the upgraded 5 right. had it. Yeah. I love the fingerprint sensor. Oh, yeah. It is. Did fun. you know that cops can force you to use the fingerprint sensor, but they can't force you to enter in your um, your code? Wow. So if you ever get address, uh, arrested, delete all of your fingerprints. I have a great tip I just found out that it's really scary is that turn off... <laughs> Turn off this thing, you know, like if you have like your phone up and you go up like that, and you mm -hmm. get and you have like that quick menu. Right. So like you lose your phone, somebody picks it up, they put it in airplane mode, so you can't find your phone. They steal your phone, so there's no way for the the the, the find your phone app to oh, find yeah. you. So you need to turn off this swipe up menu uh, yeah. because yeah. It, that's what they do. Like oh, if you leave it. a phone in a taxi, the taxi guy goes. Uh, well, he knows on. now. Now he knows, Brian. Yeah, now that you're sharing you're that information enabled. with the terrorists. Jesus Christ, Brian. <sighs> Brian. That does make sense, though. They right. can't use the find your phone. Because right. people have gotten their asses kicked from that find your phone. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you, you know, someone stole your phone, you're ding dong, excuse me, you have my phone? Yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Bam, bitch. I got to find your phone app, you fuckhead. They can only find the address. They can't find, like, what room it's in. Right. You have to tear someone's goddamn house apart. Go through the whole hotel. Right. I mean, how accurate is it? It's not like one of those like no, James it's Bond homing devices. How <laughs> motivated are you for your phone? Like, what if it's an apartment building in Manhattan? It's right. pretty accurate, Joe, because on my house, I can see exactly what room I'm in if really? I look at myself. Yeah. How does it? What does it show you? It shows me the outline of my house in Google Maps, and then it shows me what room I'm in. Yeah. In my house. yeah. Really? What room your phone is in? Yeah. Whoa. And, and I'll, I'll use that. Like, if I can't find my phone, I'll go on my laptop and make it play a sound, and I'll find my phone, like, you know, underneath the couch or something Jeez. like that. That's incredible. Yeah, so You can the, make it play a sound even yeah. if it's off, right? Even if the uh, the sound, the ringer's off? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There's also another app I recommend called Secret, which is another one that I put on all my phones and my laptops and stuff. And what it is, it's a program that's always running that does the same kind of thing, but you could also turn on your webcam and take photos. So if somebody stole your laptop, they won't even oh, know that you're just sitting there shit. filming them, getting their GPS, get every single key type that they type in. Or your Jeez. girlfriend can put that shit on your phone and catch you beating off. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh. Hey, it always comes back to bite you. <laughs> my, I did the find your phone. It's like my friends or something to see where my daughter was, and uh, it's not that accurate. It's always like it said she was in a black neighborhood, and that's just not. It possible. can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> that's just bad technology. That didn't make any sense. It made no sense. <laughs> Tell me you were at school, honey. Right? You were at school. <laughs> it's way more accurate if you're connected to a Wi-Fi network. You know, like if she's not connected uh, to a Wi-Fi network, it has to try to guess where it's where it, where it is. Uh, but it doesn't work on airplane mode, huh? Uh, That's weak. Yeah, That's they need a, to change right. that, or they need to make it so your thumbprint 
if it's locked, you right. can just access that menu. I love that swiping up thing, though, to use the flashlight. I use the flashlight all the time. There's like, no way I'm turning off that up swipe thing. Yeah, that swipe up thing is pretty dope. I just yeah. wonder if you could turn it off, you know, from the lock screen. Like, if it's on a lock screen. But I like to use a camera yeah. from that. Or just camera. pick a thumb and then use it. Mm. Alarm. Yes. All these things. I can't. Mm. I've got to do two steps. God damn it. can't handle that. It's, I'm very busy. Give a little, <laughs> they take a little back. Well, <laughs> these things are constantly improving. They're constantly innovating and adding to them. And Yeah. That sound thing that you see on that Walkman, you'd be a silly person to buy that stupid $1,200 Walkman. Oh, yeah. Because that's going to be in your phone soon. That yeah. sort of. I know they're working on that. They're working on improvements. I, I read something about the digital cell phones working on improvements of sound quality in anticipation of these type of devices. Right. You know what I want them to do? Do you use Apple Pay? Do you use that yeah. where you wave the phone? Mm -hmm. Just wave the phone and it pays. I want them to fix the uh, toll system at LAX. You never get in the car after a gig or whatever, and then you're like, there's that line and nobody has the thing and mm -hmm. they can't find the card and it just takes right. forever to get out of there. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me there's not going to be an app and a waving of the phones that's going to solve this problem. Right. We like, should be out of here immediately. Do you remember when the fast pass in New York uh -huh. passed through and you could just drive through? You didn't have to pay the tolls? <laughs> Amazing. People were so excited. You just had to drive. The yeah. green light went on. You went right through. It saves <laughs> so much fucking time in traffic. So much time. Because traffic in New York on toll booths used to be insanity. Hell. You wanted to fucking eat a shotgun. Have you ever rented a car in New York and realized you didn't have the fast just pass? just drive through anyway. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Ring that bell, bitch. That was always cool. <laughs> I'm not staying in that Fuck line. Fuck you. <laughs> Bill me. Joe <laughs> exactly. always did the pimp move. Like, he would have a rental car, and he was like, what? Tote? I'm driving right by. It was so cool. I was like, damn, that's so awesome. He doesn't give a fuck. That's <laughs> a man. You get a bill in the mail, you pay it. Who gives a shit? I don't even pay my bills. Somebody else pays them. I don't give a fuck. I don't Do you, even feel it. Yeah. You have a business guy? Yeah. Gotta get one of those. Is it great? Oh, I just met a guy yesterday. Well, I'm, my guy's a good friend that I've had for a long right. time. You want to know the dude. This guy knows like he's worked with other good friends. That helps. Um, but it, does it make your life that much better? Oh, most certainly. It does. Yeah. Well, it's for everything, too. Like right. if you want to buy a house, if you want right. to buy a car, if you need... They take care of your bills. They take care of everything. They give you an itemized monthly report every week on your or every month yeah. on your finances. And you don't have to worry. You don't have anymore. to think about anything. That's great. We just sounds there's so great. a lot of time involved in being a human being that takes away from work that you could be doing that actually makes you more money. Right. So when people say, "Oh, but it's, you're giving away X amount of percent of your right. income," yeah, but I'm making more money because I'm thinking more and I'm doing more. I don't right. have to sit in front of my fucking computer paying bills for Open hours up every night. And, oh. Writing checks and trying yeah. to keep track. And remember balancing a checkbook? What oh, the, God. the your fuck kind of dog in your shit ledger? Is you that? have a little ledger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm so I feel like so tapped out for time. Mm -hmm. I've got no. I need a staff. And, and this yeah. this seems like yeah. a good first spot. Well, you're a comic and you have a family too. And so a family. there's a lot of stuff. This it's, I have too many things going on. I don't have any much. time for that. Yeah.
All right, I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I'm broke. <laughs> well, listen, I well, that has happened too. You know, there have been guys that have been unscrupulous. I remember there was a... Um, there was an issue way back in the day where there was uh, an agent that was stealing money from a bunch of like big name clients. Like Lenny Clark got hit. Uh-huh. They stole like hundreds of thousands of dollars from him and Jerry Seinfeld. It was oh, like really, yeah. There was an agency that was going on that was doing that for people. I forget. I'll have or to the... ask Lenny next time I see him. Yeah. But, but it was devastating wow. for a lot of these guys. They'd lost just hundreds of thousands of dollars. Somebody oh just God. Dan Cook's brother. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> brutal. Yeah, that was bad. That was really brutal. He's in jail. Yeah. Imagine your brother is in jail for robbing you, and they have never recovered millions of that money. Well, there was a lot that was owed to the IRS, too. There's a lot owed to the IRS, but it's also, there's missing money. Oh, really? Like, yeah, the, his brother stole money from him and went on a drive across the country, and they don't know what the fuck he did when he was driving. He could have stopped at banks oh, and got security God. boxes under assumed names. I mean, I don't know how much is involved in getting a security box at a bank, but there it's like might Shawshank. be. Shawshank. <laughs> it's just buried by a post. I mean, there might be fucking, you know, coffee cans somewhere under fence posts <laughs> right. with a million dollars rolled up in it. I'm going to find it. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen what a million dollars looks like in a bag of like no. $100 bills? It's not as much as you would think how it big? is. You've seen it? It's like a suitcase. Like a small bag. Right. All you have to do is just you dig a fucking hole, you throw that oh, shit in there. Brother. We just got to be able to triangulate it on a GPS, and oh shit! That is an you get, awful imagine story. Imagine you get there and there's an apartment building where the spot was. Oh. Where, where's the? Where, <laughs> where's <laughs> where's my dog? I just did 20 years in the big house. <laughs> the big house. Calls <laughs> 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 the big house. Where's my bag of money? Oh, uh, that's it's an awful up. story. What's fucked up? Because it was his brother too. And it was, and he found out after his parents passed. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. right after. Oh, that's brutal. Well, he also, I think it was his half brother, which you should be really careful of. Those little fucks. Yeah, yeah. half brothers. They're not really brothers. They're trying to pretend they're your brother. What's the other half? <laughs> Where's the other half, you fucker? <laughs> but um, his brother apparently, you know, Dane was like, you know. I'm um, I'm gonna start investing my money, all those different things. I talked to this guy, and his brother's like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. Look, I got this, I got this. Don't worry, I'm taking care of everything. Oh, really? I'm making plenty of money. He's like, well, what do you mean I'm making? Like, and so he started asking questions. Well, look, I want to get somebody to just go over the finances. Oh, no, 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 I got everything. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. He's like, uh... what? And then he started getting like super nervous. Like, what are you talking about? And then he, and then he started to get it investigated. And when he got investigated, he realized his brother just fucking. Sh- Dealing. Ugh. Like they went to his house. He had hundreds of thousands of dollars in his bank. Jesus. Like he had a, a safe, rather. Yeah. After all that success, he had all money. That work. He had money um, that was in plastic bags that was frozen in tomato sauce. Like he had frozen it and put it in the freezer, what the fuck? stuffed it in like these these plastic bags, and then put it in his freezer. Like he was hiding money all over the place. Oh my god! Yeah, it was dark. That is crazy. Yeah, and it was his his own blood. You know, he trusted his brother. He thought his brother, he'll never fuck me. But you yeah. know, I guess his brother was like, hmm, this fucking guy doesn't need all this money. Hmm. Oh. The fuck is he? He's not even that funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Fucking stole Jeez. from him. Oh, man. Yeah, it's dark. That is really dark. That's All right, ugly. maybe I'll do my own build. <laughs> <laughs> we got him up, we got him down. Yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It's real tricky when you're trying to save money like that and trying to. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, if I wouldn't stop being on top of it. You know what I mean? Right, you, right, I know right. where all my save. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You're kind of monitor that stuff all the time. You should. You most certainly should. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you know, it's all, it's all, it's just all for the kids. It's just all like, it's all setting them up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And Do you so have like funds and everything? Is, yeah. So it's yeah. all like, it's all just for the future. Small, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just, like, I mean, these crazy accounts where someone could like mess with me. Yeah, I know people that don't even have managers. They just have an agent, and they, you know, just do everything through their agent. They have agents take care of everything. I'm like, but, you know, like, well, like I'm saving money. I'm like, yeah, you are, but you have to think about more stuff that way. Right. You know? That's the I know. That's really that's it sucks up so much of your brain power. Mm -hmm. Just to have to go and do that stuff. Also, I think that if you think too much in a financial sense like how much am i making how much more can i make i can get this out of them well i'm gonna ask for that and hopefully i'll get like less but you know uh -huh. I'll, I'll overshoot but if you if you have all that kind of thinking going on in your head i think that's like contrary to creative thinking mm -hmm. i think creative thinking is like non-selfish non-aware like when when i think like creatively i'm empty when I think, when I sit in front of my computer, yeah. I'm not thinking about myself at all. I'm right. thinking about the idea. I'm not thinking, hmm, how much money can this idea make me? Right. You know? Right, exactly. It's, uh, that's back to the, the weed thing. Yes. Because I really started feeling like I'm uber responsible and I'm running this company. Right. I'm running this company. Tom Papa Incorporated. Tom Papa Incorporated, doing the radio show, doing the TV stuff, doing the stand-up stuff, doing all this, managing all this stuff, taking care of the family, taking care of everybody, all these human beings, doing all this. And I'm like, I, if I don't start smoking weed, I'm going to literally turn into <laughs> IBM. <laughs> Seriously. I'm like, I need a, not all the time, but I need to. I'd like writing high. I write my best stuff when I'm high. Original stuff or punch-up stuff? Both. Both. I, I mean, I write without it, too. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of times when I write, I just sit down and write. Right. And sometimes those ideas are great jokes or great ideas or great bits. But, yeah. But there's stuff that comes to me when I'm high where I'm like, this is just a gift by the universe. Right. You know, there's just a, a, something just came to my head that I would, I don't think I would have come up with without the weed. No. No. It kicks open these doors. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that's like a famous quote by Carl Sagan. Carl Sagan had a famous quote about about what marijuana does to you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This like, uh, here, I'll find it. There's like a famous quote. I mean, Carl Sagan was like a, a, a known pothead. I didn't know that. Of, yeah. I'm convinced that there are genuine and valid levels of perception available with cannabis and probably with other drugs, which are, through the defects of our society and our educational system, unavailable to us without such drugs. Carl motherfucking Sagan. Wow. Smoking weed, using a telescope, <laughs> lighting bitches' brains on fire. Billions and billions. <laughs> billions and billions, billions of stars. And billions. Do you like the new Cosmos? Yeah, love it. It's great. Yeah, he's amazing. My and kids got into it. Well, he's another one, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like you know, in making that uh, that show, he's taking so much shit from creationists and from fucking uh. people that you should show the other side as well. How about having a creationist debate you upon your program? <laughs> oh God, no. they wouldn't run it in Kansas, right? Yeah, one of those states. One of those. They literally the first week it was like oh, they said it was just didn't happen. Really? And then the second week it was like, oh no, this is they're not they're not running it. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. it a station? Yeah. There oh was my like, God. In, like I gotta the, Google. Yeah, that. Google it. was like the premiere yeah, of like it. Cosmos did not run in, in Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Is that true? Yes. God, idiots. God. They didn't run the uh the premiere episode and they were like, 
they said like it was a problem with something like the broadcast or something and then what is that's that? False. 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 Oh, you fucking purveyor of bad information, what? Tom Papa. It's no, oh, I saw an interview. Dare you. I saw I saw it online. What's his name? No, what's his name? Who's had Seth it? talking about it? Seth Rogan? No, the other Seth. <laughs> Seth McFarlane? The dancing one. Who's that? Seth McFarlane. McFarlane. Well, he he's full of shit. He's probably high. Pending a bill that would force Fox Television Network. Mm-hmm. That's too many words. What's it say? Goes down more. That's about a law. I'm not wrong. All right, thank you. This is you have a crack staff here. Well, he gets a lot of shit though, for sure. He gets a lot of shit from creationists. Man, is there's a lot of people that are upset with him because he's illuminating people on the actual facts and measured reality of the internet. Yeah, of the the, the universe. uh, Of the universe, rather. George Carlin said that he would smoke doing. He would come up with his ideas straight, but then. Mm-hmm. make it all funnier and punch it up high. yeah yeah i mean everybody's got their own method that's not a bad method because yeah. for me i like to write high as fuck sometimes because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when i write high as fuck like sometimes i'll get high as fuck and i think i'm gonna go into the isolation tank right and my computer just goes come here man come here sit down right and then i just sit down and i start writing on the computer and i, I never make it into the tank I'm really just, yeah just the, an idea comes yeah and it just gets out of my head like in these big bursts it's and i best. feel like yeah, and I feel like you gotta you gotta capture those moments. You know, you gotta figure. That's why I think it's very important for comics to be able to type well. Because a lot of comics yeah. can't they peck and poke, and you <laughs> you miss out on ideas because you can't write can't grab them out of the air quick enough. Yeah. Do you ever write longhand? No, I mean I do. Yeah. But when I write, like it's like all this shit, like, like during shows and stuff, or I have an idea that I don't want to forget. Yeah. There, most of what it is is just like really quick cliff notes. Right. Or um, when I have a uh, my notebook that I use uh-huh. for shows, I just write the same things down over and over again. Yeah, like if you too. look at my notebook, I look like a crazy person. <laughs> me too, exactly. Because I'm I'm just trying to remember the order and make sure that I get the key punchlines, yeah. especially like on new stuff. It's like The Shining. It's just yeah. like page after page of the same <laughs> stuff. It's so weird. Yeah. Do you use notes on your iPhone? Yes, yeah. I do that. What I do, do you call that file? Notes. Is it called... Mine's called Bunny. No, it's just this, <laughs> just notes, you know, just this little notepad thing. Like, I got one here that I had to write yesterday. Yeah. About racial profiling. <laughs> and, yeah, I have a lot of them. You know, yeah. these are all things that are just written down. Oh, they're all random. Yeah, I yeah. put them all in one file. Oh, do you? I put them all under Funny. And I, it's a very low percentage of what actually gets turned into a joke. <laughs> right, but it's like you got to throw a lot of shit up against the wall. Yeah. Do you record your sets? I do. Yeah, I, I record. Do. I used to use this voice memos thing that comes with the iPhone, yeah, but I found weak. that it crashed a couple of times. Yeah. It fucked me. And it's not good when you're uh, no. so when I you use, listen to it and go over stuff. I use this one. It's way more dynamic. Recorder? No, it's a it's a pay one. You have to pay for it. Oh, it's geez. called uh, v, VRP F full. VRP seven full. What the fuck? Wow. That is high tech. <laughs> yeah. Does it make your, your jokes sound funnier? Well, I just I looked for the one that got the best reviews. <coughs> right. All the people that are like like serious fucking audiophiles right. love this one. They think it's the most flexible, has the most shit doing. I record all mine through a uh, twelve hundred dollar uh, Sony Walkman. You may oh, have heard good of it. move! Yeah, it's, it's like really good. High quality and such really high quality. You're an audiophile. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm, an I'm a foodie. <laughs> I'm gonna kick people in the dick when they tell me they're a foodie. <laughs> me and my wife are foodies. Term. Why don't you guys? 
the fuck out of here. I hate that term. You're a foodie, Joe. You always uh, host like the most sexiest steaks and like your I cooking. love food. He likes food. <laughs> Who doesn't love food? You'll call it a foodie. I'm not a fucking foodie. Oh. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> term ever. It's like feedy pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's it's Ugh. it's people that are like kind of snobbish about food. Right. I always t like, or that's what they long for more than anything. Is right. just go. That's a an element of life. I'm not a wino either. <laughs> right. Exactly. But I like wine. You know. I'm an oxygenaire. Yeah, a wino. We that's what we need in this studio, man. We need some wine. We don't have any wine in wine here, do we? Get a big wine. Rack. Do we have a good wine? Idea. Oh, man, that's not even wine. What is that? That would be cool if you had a really nice wine rack on one of these walls. You know what we should get? It's warm in here, though. Yeah, that's here. what I was going to say. What we should get is one of those wine cooler little refrigerator thingies and put some wine in there. I enjoy a little glass of wine mm -hmm. while, while you're doing a podcast, like some podcasts. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like I like a little, that idea. A little whiskey on ice. I thought it was going to be wine. colder in here. Why is that? I don't know. I was watching uh, at home, and I was trying to size up. Let me turn on the air because it is hot. In sometimes, yeah. sometimes you know, you come to places and it's cold. Well, you know what it is. <laughs> we have a lot of electronic equipment running. Yeah, we have all that shit over there. Don't you have the to keep that cool though? Yeah, I mean, cool enough. Right. It's not like eighty in here. I mean, it's it's like seventy-five or something. <laughs> it's like three degrees above. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right, it's, and we're like, it's an yeah, LA. It's an LA thing. Like it. <laughs> right. This ain't nice. People in New York are eating hail. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucked, man. Those people are fucked. Oh god. Again, it's I hitting just, them again right now, right? I know. I was just in DC and man, fuck all that. Just yeah, I know. I can't uh, go back. I was booking shows and I was like, what am I doing? I'm not going. I don't want to go to Ohio right now, so I'm like uh just West Coast yeah. right now. But <laughs> I don't mind visiting, man. Yeah, because coming I think, in. Yeah. Visiting in the cold like like I was in fucking Sweden in January, dude. Wow. You know, and it's cold as shit, but it was fun. It's fun cuz you, you know? don't have to stay. Yeah, you drop in, you have a good time, you get the fuck out of dodge. <laughs> Make a couple jokes about their weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you the dummies. <laughs> See ya. I was talking to Joey Diaz last night and he was just like, I just got back from Ohio. The sun doesn't work there. It was daylight. <laughs> the sun did nothing. It was like the cold. sun does not work. You understand me, cocksucker? That's so true. We're so spoiled, man. I know. Like uh me and the wife talked at one point in time about living in Seattle, and it was uh -huh. like we had a real discussion. We even looked at a house. We there's a house that we really liked, but I'm like, you gotta tell me that you can deal with this shit, because I I can deal with a lot of shit that you can't deal with. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you can deal with this. Like, you got to be able to this deal with clouds, all nothing the time. but clouds, the and fucking rain. I don't want to hear any crying. It breaks strong people. Oh, that <laughs> right. I want to go back to LA. Let's just sell the house. You fucking crazy bitch. I'm just sad, and I don't know why. Oh, God. Take vitamin D. Get in a sunbed. <laughs> Shut your hole. I don't know, yeah, man. Yeah. The last couple trips I've had up to Seattle, I just have hit beautiful weather it's been just sunny and great the last three weekends i've been up there i'm in portland in and, a couple of weeks yeah another right yeah and i'm telling people i'm like it's really great i mean it just seems like that and they like get this dead look in their eyes and like it's not like this all the time yeah. <laughs> you're so lucky yeah. Yeah. but Nike the summer just quit uh, Did he? from portland because oh, really? this is, yeah because of the anyone? weather he's like fuck oh, really? that i'm the uh, chief i'm the cio and i still uh want to quit really 
You ever go the because night of the weather? Store? He said yeah. that. Yeah. Wow, that's like a big gig, man. <laughs> that guy's making a lot of money. <laughs> and that's not like your Tom Papa. Like if you're if you're a right. comic, like if you're Tom Papa, there's only one Tom Papa. If someone's a Tom Papa fan, you've got to do it. Right. Like you got to do that job. That's it. But if you're fucking the CEO of a company, like guess what, fuckface? Right. They can get some. There's a bunch of those dudes waiting for that gig. That's right. Yeah, you know, the guy that's running Foot Locker would be happy to come over and run Nike. <laughs> You know, you ever go to the Nike store, the factory? Yes. That's well, it. I've been to the Nike, the celebrity center thing where they take you to the place and they give you the free sneakers. That is the bane of my celebrity existence. What is it? The Nike store? I can't get into the Nike store in LA. I don't go anymore. I wanted to go since the beginning of my career. I just heard about it. You go and you get all this free stuff. Yeah. I've done shows. I've been in Nike. I just shot a Nike commercial. I cannot. I can't, it just something always falls apart and I can never go. You know when I stopped? When? When I felt guilty about wearing other sneakers. I'm like, this is bullshit. Like, uh, they're not even giving me money and I feel bad because I'm wearing Adidas. Uh, I'm like, this is stupid. So I just stopped going. I'm like, I'm not right. broke. I can afford a goddamn pair of sneakers. <laughs> right, exactly. Plus, I, I, I buy everything online. I, I love buying shit online. I, I, it comes to you. You don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to shop. That's more time out of my day exactly. that I don't have to dedicate. I love sitting at Amazon like with my iPad at, at night yeah. and going, oh, I'm out of those eye drops. Bink. Bam. Yeah. I'm out. We need more toothpaste. Bam. Yeah. And you just, oh. I bought athletic tape today. <laughs> I bought 12 rolls of athletic tape. It's great. I know. I, I just do all the heavy stuff like cat litter. I'm not going to a store. I like cat litter, yeah. like two liters of pop. Anything that's heavy that I'm like, why am I carrying this? I'd rather waste gas. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, you know the, the pellet grills that we got from yeah. Green Mountain Grill? Yeah. I just bought a fuckload of pellets. Yeah. It's yeah. You know what a pellet grill is? No. Oh, it's glorious. Mm. There's a couple companies, Traeger, uh, Yoder, Green Mountain Grill is the one we yeah. have. Yeah. And what they are is these, they take these hardwood pellets. Now, uh -huh. when, you know, like, if you say if you buy, like, this table is made out of oak, and someone had to saw this table down, and when you're sawing it, it creates a lot of sawdust. They take that sawdust and they compress it, and the natural sugars, just in compressing it, uh -huh. make these things stick together and into pellets. And you could take the pellets, you kind of break them in your hand. They're not like, right. a, it's not like a, a hard piece of wood, but it is a hard wood. Right. And so you take these pellets, you pour them into this bucket, and it's super efficient. Just like a small box, you know, like maybe two foot square uh -huh. of these pellets will last for fucking hours and hours of cooking. Really? And it regulates the temperature perfectly, and you can grill on it. You, it works as a smoker. You can slow cook food on it. And you I've have to load it each time you grill? It. No, it's loaded. It's just loaded. It's loaded for like out. It's loaded for hours and hours of cooking. And then when you want more, you just pour some more into the box. So you put a steak super on. Easy. You heat mm -hmm. it up. You put shut the steak it off. On, and you then shut turn it, off. it back on again. And it yeah. fucking re it takes a couple minutes. It kicks yeah. on. It heats up really quickly. Yeah. Tastes delicious. It's I love cooking on it. They have an app now that you can just tell you yes. how, what your, your temperature is. Yes. Really. Yeah. You do it from your phone. <laughs> yeah. They also like have a thing, thing that you plug into your into the meat, like a meat thermometer, and it registers on the thing. So you tell exactly what temperature your food is when it's done awesome yeah green mountain grills is the best I'm all I, gas. I love it it's all gas at the papa house use gas grills <sighs> that's no good i have that awesome that doesn't taste as good i generally yeah. i like to grill on lump charcoal but i yeah. like to slow cook things and, yeah. and and like uh smoke things on the, the on the green mountain grill what's really not good is the uh the lid of my grill is the paint's been 
Oh my god! Coming off for about the same thing just happened to me. You it's can't been, do that. It's you been coming off for a couple of years. You can die. <laughs> me too. You, you can't and eat that. All the black stuff would fall on your chicken, and you don't know if it's just grind or. You don't paint. know if it's chicken. I did or that paint. for like two years before yeah. Green Mountain Grill sent me one. You need to get a better <laughs> grill. It's time for That's a new grill. Bullshit. Let's get new grills. That's bullshit. You guys should get grills yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> but those I have. Um, you know what a big green egg is. No. That's like a it's a ceramic grill. It's got like it's really heavy and the ceramic, the fact that it's made out of ceramic, it keeps in the heat. Uh-huh. And a lot of people like smoke things and cook things on right. that. I use it mostly to grill, but I don't have a big green egg. I have a better one. It's called a Kamado. It's really beautiful. It's a big, beautiful nice. Japanese thing with blue tiles on it. But um I use that for grilling. I uh-huh. grill steaks on it. Okay. But anything that I want to slow cook, like the other day I did a roast on the Green Mountain Grill. Oh, okay. <laughs> lovely. That sounds Your good. Your photos always oh, get me. Oh, lovely. As, as, yeah. as you, I'm eating lean pocket. Yeah, well, I had a, a I did my first moose roast the other day. Moose. Where'd you get the moose? I shot that bitch. Where? <laughs> right in the fucking Van heart. Van Nuys? <laughs> right there. Just... Yeah, Van Nuys. I got it in Studio City. It was talking shit about him. At the Winter Driving <laughs> Talking shit about Mexicans. Oh. Take it out. Um, no, I, I shot it in Canada. You did? Yeah, yeah. I hear yeah. moose hunting is like like the top of the hunting. Well, it's delicious meat, and you can get a moose, and it'll last you. I mean, I have 400 pounds of moose meat in my freezer. Oh, my God. Yeah, r- give or take a couple that, of pounds. Isn't that his face pounds. right there? Oh, yeah, this is him right there. That's here. his head right there. For real? <laughs> yeah, that was the moose. Yeah. Holy Forgot cow. he was right there. Hi, fellow. He looks terrible. Hey, sweetie. You're talking about Yeah, me? he's really lean right now. He looks awful. <clears throat> Yeah, four hundred pounds. Oh, so it was a nine hundred pound animal, and after you debone it, skin it, and cut all the meat out, it's wow. a lot of meat. And th- so that's like four hundred meals. Is it really gamey or no? It... Not at all. No. Moose isn't even not remotely like gamey. No, moose is like a very unique flavor. It's like, and even deer, a good percentage of like deer, like what makes it gamey is yeah. the preparation. Oh, it's, really? It's how people. Uh, take care of the meat like uh-huh. the, the gl- glands are really important you avoid like they have these things called tarsal glands that, like are down near their legs and when they're in heat which is most of the time when people hunt them what it's called the rut uh-huh. and it's like that's when hunting season is legal um, in a lot of states, if you get that stuff on the meat, it'll it'll fuck with the taste of the meat. Yeah, it gets strong. Yeah, if it if it's um, if it decomposes or if you let it sit in the sun too long, right. While you're gutting it, that's not good. The meat can go bad if the organs get too hot while you're while you're uh, taking care of it. Right. Or, there's a bunch of different variables like Man. the fat itself. You got to trim the fat off of uh, deer, especially. Who's your guide can, through all this? There's a guy named Steve Ranella, uh-huh. and he has a show called Meat Eater. It's on oh, the Sportsman's yeah. Channel, yeah. and he's taken me on. Uh, he took me on my first hunt, and then I started going hunting with a bunch of different people ever since then. Wow! Yeah, for like t- for the last two years. What did you just get excited about, Brian? What happened? Um, well, I was looking up because uh, Fogra uh, Fog Fog has been the ban has been overturned here in Los Angeles, oh. and I was just looking to see what restaurants have it. And one of my favorite restaurants, they they announced that they carry it now. Dude. Animal. This oh, I know, I'm yeah. sure. There's a place right down the street here, uh, right like in the next town over. Uh, it's called Brandywine. It's fucking amazing. It's on Ventura Boulevard. They have the best fogwa. It's amazing. And people who don't like fogwa, oh, you're an asshole. Why would you eat duck liver? Well, why would you eat duck? Okay, <laughs> an asshole to eat the. Here, they're overfeeding those ducks. Is that worse than shooting them in the fucking face? Because that's what's gonna happen too. Off. 
cutting his head off and plucking all his feathers out. What's the humane way that they, I guess, now are doing? Uh, is it just like a... There's a lot of debate about whether or not it's humane to create foie gras. Right. And in, in all, uh, objectively speaking, it is kind of fucked up that you take this duck and you stick his mouth into a tube and then yeah. you force feed him and that's what makes their liver swell. Yeah. However... The reality is, when you go to these Fogwa places where they have these farms, when it's time for the ducks to feed, they all get close to that feeder. Uh -huh. They want that food. You know, right. they probably don't want you to grab them roughly and stick their <laughs> neck on it. Right. But the the best way to do it is to not force feed them. The best way to do it is to give them an abundance of food. But you're going to get a smaller liver than if you just pour it down their throat. I've never but, had it. They just don't have the same. They don't have gag reflexes like we do. They don't. It's not like. Right. I mean, I'm sure they don't like being grabbed and have their mouth stuck into a tube. But they also don't like being killed. No, yeah, there's, exactly. there's no humane. <laughs> there's no nice way to kill and eat meat. Well, there's a humane way to treat them while they're alive, and yeah. that's where the debate lies. The debate. But when the animal rights people passed that legislation, I mean, you got to realize like the agenda of like PETA and animal rights people, they don't even want you eating eggs. Do you know PETA on their website has eggs listed as a chicken's period? Do you really want to eat a chicken's period? <laughs> Pull that up, Jamie. Pull Are it up. because it's Oh my God, it's so hilarious. Now listen, I'm telling you this from personal experience because I have chickens. I have 22 fucking chickens, okay? And I eat eggs from my chickens every day. They are delicious. And they are, it's not a chicken's period, okay? It's, <laughs> it's an unfertilized egg. Right. Look at that. Would oh you eat a God. chicken's period? Look how dumb you fuckheads are. Eggs come from, from chicken, chicken menstruation. menstruation. Yeah. So they look at that. So they oh, have a frying oh, pan with underwear. a bloody underwear. Oh, First that's of all, disgusting. That's why a bloody underwear. What kind of lazy bitch can't put a fucking tampon in? Okay. Do your chickens wear underwear? They all do. <laughs> Every chicken does. You don't know this? Panty protectors? They all wear they wear maxi pads. It's so stupid. Have you ever cracked open an egg and found blood inside? It's like a scary carry moment. That's sure to make anybody gag. Clean up in aisle six. Who the fuck wrote this? Yeah, who's what the person dunce? Who wrote this? Pull up the pull up the name of this fucking dollar. That's bad writing. Do they have a name on this thing? Go all the way up. <laughs> It doesn't say, coward! <laughs> you wrote a bad song, PT. Clean up in aisle six. F uh, fuck you, dumbass. <laughs> it's like a Halloween prank gone wrong. My but sister chicken has periods are what you're eating every time you fry, scramble, or bake with eggs. You're getting delicious, cruelty-free protein, <laughs> right. okay? My chickens are completely free-range. They wander around my yard. I eat their eggs. Nobody gets hurt. I can, my <laughs> fucking four-year-old picks the chickens up, okay? Right. These chickens are fine. Yeah. No one's getting hurt. They're gonna make eggs either way. There's nothing wrong with eating run. a girl's period anyway. This girl's just not having any fun at all. I mean, that's not gross. You just mean, blood. It's just blood. <laughs> that, yeah. My steak is dripping of blood. I don't exactly. even know that fucking bitch, I mean, you know? <laughs> exactly. Well, most of the steaks you eat are actually males, Believe it or not, yeah. they're steers. They're so, they're a bull that they cut their balls off of. You gonna eat four hundred pounds of moose? Eventually. Yeah. Yeah, I give some away. I've given some away. Yeah. I've given some to uh, my friends. Actually, run a restaurant. I've given some. 
Oh yeah, some moose to them. I told them to cook it. Tell me what it tastes like. Tell me, you know, like if, if like, she's a some, chef. Yeah. I'm like, what kind of preparations would you use? She's like, let me think about this. And I go, Ooh. cook it. Tell me what you're gonna do. That's yeah, cool. but I've done it a bunch of different ways. I've grilled it. Like I said, I marinated it and grilled it. Then I marinated and made a roast the other day. That was kind of interesting. Wow. That was delicious. That's pretty good. Yeah, you like sear it on a frying pan, and then you, you cook it over like 400 degree temperature for about, it was like about a half an hour. So, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Moose. Well, the good thing about it, California to appeal ruling overturning Fogwa <laughs> banned. Oh, they're going to. Oh, we, we're, you better get there shit. quick. Fuck. You better make a reservation shit. tonight. I am upset. <laughs> what are they saying? You better make a reservation. Wait, what are they scroll saying? Scroll down a little. Yeah. Scroll up. What is this dummy saying? They're not going to. California's attorney general on Wednesday filed notice that her office, twat, will appeal a federal judge's decision that overturned the state's two-year ban on the sales of foie gras, a delicacy made from fatty duck and geese liver. California outlawed foie gras sales and production in 2004, but the, four, four, really? But, four, yeah. but the ban didn't take, take, take place until 2012. Proponents of the ban say force-feeding of ducks and geese to enlarge their livers amount to animal cruelty. Critics of the ban say it infringes upon culinary freedom effectively Freedom. turning chefs into criminals. Silly. Silly, silly, silly. Freedom! Mm. What the fuck? This questionable ruling. California has the right to prevent the commerce in such a cruel and inhumane product. Look, all meat products are cruel and humane. You're going to have to go through every fucking single Taco Bell and take <laughs> out all their beef, all right. their pork, all their chicken, every Burger King, KFC. every McDonald's, every KFC. That is all animals that are treated far more cruel than these expensive duck and geese. Yeah. I mean, they they treat those, those better. Factory all they're doing is feeding them a lot of a lot of grain. That's all they're doing. It's not like you know this idea that this is like a uniquely cruel thing, and that if you ban this, all the other things that you see right. are not as bad. No, right. all the other things you see are way are worse. worse. Yeah. They they cut chickens' beaks off when they're babies so that they don't peck each other's eyeballs off because they're in such close quarters oh, stuffed into these little cages. Oh. That's all legal. If they want to make something, what they should do is have everything free range. Everything should be free range. Pork should be free range. Chicken should be free range. Beef should be free range. You should have an allotted amount of land that you have to own for a certain amount of chickens, a certain amount of cows, a certain amount of beef. But then you're going to have problems with coyotes because I have, I have a coyote. I've had two chickens get killed by coyotes and one by my dog. Really? So, yeah, fucking man, man. It, it, like, they, they find a way to get to them. Yeah. And if you have a big farm, you're going to have to have sheep dogs that run around or some sort of dog that keeps the coyotes away. I mean, you're going to have to change agriculture. You're going to have oh, to yeah. change livestock. And you couldn't do it at that level, that that's, mass. That's the only way to stop animal cruelty when it yeah. comes to livestock. And if they don't do that, then they're hypocritical. This is silliness. Right. This is only food. Right, exactly. They're only force-feeding them. In such a small scale compared to... And it's delicious. Ooh, have you ever had it? Fuck, wow, so, so buttery. I'm going tonight. Mm -hmm. I can use the restroom. Yummy. Go use that can restroom, use the restroom, Tom Papa. Get, go through right. that door and do your little I'll business. Snap it over. I just, I Is there just... paper? Yeah. Yeah, we got paper. Yeah. If you take a shit, though, warn us. And keep the fan on. <laughs> He's a funny guy. Yeah. I never met him before until I, today. I didn't know he was in uh, so many movies. He's been in a movie with uh, Matt Damon before. Uh, the, I forget what the name of it was. Uh... But he's been in a lot of TV shows and stuff like that. Uh, he had that format. show. He had that show. Oh yeah, that, that was a good movie. He had that show, the the wedding 
counselor or the marriage counselor or something like that. Yeah. Where he's like, what was it called? The uh, marriage. Marriage ref. Ref. Yeah. Where he was like, that's a job you don't want. Trying to get people to fucking work their marriage out. Just fucking break up. Mm-hmm. Just try again. You're a new person now. Try it one more time. That was the quickest tinkle ever. Are you doing blow in there, dude? What's Did that? you do blow in there? No, but I washed my hands and everything. Wow, that's incredible. What the fuck? How the fuck did you do that? Is it that fast? Did you pee or shit? I peed. I'm not going to shit here. You can shit here. Yeah, I would never. I would never. Um, I don't think I've shit outside of my own house more than twice in my life. Are you serious? (laughs) Dude, I'll shit in the parking lot if I have to. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't. It's very infrequent, yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, That show, The Marriage Ref, that you did. Yes. Was that a nightmare, like talking to people about their relationship troubles? (sighs) No, that part was okay. Talking to the real people was fine. It was trying to do a comedy show with celebrities that weren't uh, funny. <laughs> <laughs> what Staring was into the eyes of I, Donald I, Trump or Gloria Stefan. Oh. While you're trying to get com- funny conversation going. That was I could talk to regular people about their relationships all night and day. Well, what was I the show? I kind of find it fun and interesting. What was the bait? I didn't. I never saw it. So it, what was, was... Uh, it was. It was a good core idea of Seinfeld's. That when married couples get in fights, these fights will last forever, because you you both you're not really giving in and solving the problem. You just kind of you hunker down. But if you have a friend, it happened with him. He him and his wife were in a fight, and he had a friend over, and he said Jerry said to him, "Will you please listen to both our sides and you tell us who's right and who's wrong?" And the friend listened to him and said, "You're right, and or she's wrong, whatever." And he thought this is a funny thing for a show for married couples that they have these fights that last their whole marriage have a marriage ref weigh in and say whether it's right or wrong and uh it's the at its core it's like a pretty good idea but then there's so many moving it was like part reality then it was part talk show then you had three celebrities weighing in and giving their opinion on it and then it just became too many like moving parts and the celebrities are a goofy idea yeah. Because especially, like, a lot of celebrities will pretend they have an opinion that's different than they really have just in order to be, like, to get to good social something. brownie points or to sound like it's the right thing to say. Right, or just to make noise on TV, just to mm. be saying something. And yeah. then it became a booking nightmare because the, it went through Jerry's Rolodex at first. It was, like, all these really famous, fun people that he knew, like Alec Baldwin and... Larry David and Madonna and all these crazy people. And then they, that was it. He was, wasn't going to just keep asking friends and stuff. And then the next year, it was like the, the level of guests went way down. And it was like, you know, you can't get those kind of – the network wanted Madonna every week. And, you know, you're getting some road comic or something like on. And it, uh. it, that part became kind of wiggy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're counting on celebrity guests. It's rough. Like Celebrity Apprentice, Three. how long can they do that? I mean, they're totally out of celebrities, right? Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, and I, yeah, on my way to the store the other night, I looked at the billboard on Laurel, and it's, I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You, well, you, they offered that shit to me when I was when we were rebooting Fear Factor, and yeah. I was like, what? 
Yeah. No, no, no. That's, and then they're like, yeah, no. you got to live in New York for two months. I go, get the fuck. And then I, my, um, I talked to my wife and I'm like, it might be fun to be in New York for a while. I'm like, no, I just, I can fucking just go to New York. <laughs> right. I don't want to be on this stupid fucking show and have him say, you're fired. Is fuck the money, you. is the money so good that that's why they get these people? They offer good money. It is good yeah, money. Yeah, it, it was a good chunk of change. Yeah. It was real money. I was kind of surprised. I was right. Like, it had, yeah, it's been yeah. on forever. Yeah, for two months, they were going to give you like a real fucking a, sh uh, a big slice right a nice slice that's it the only way i mean but it's you know it's still not worth it's not it. worth it because you're gonna no. be stuck there and I you're gonna have know. to do that sh <laughs> but for people that are trying to like really like i know pen gillette he found that when he did it uh -huh. like all these people like they got more people to their show at the rio really you know they have a weekly show they're there every week penn and teller are at the rio in vegas yeah. every week every week and he kind of has to do things outside of that in order right. to alert people that sure. he's there and, and he said it was very effective for that yeah i guess i guess it's just a personal thing like i couldn't sit and look at Donald Trump and yeah. being like, you're fired. Show. I just, you know, you're fired, Jetson. <laughs> that big face. Yeah, and the thing. It's just I just like, like I, uh, yeah, I couldn't. But the marriage with was, it was, it was okay. It was just chaos. It was like a crazy producer and it's crazy it was, producer. Those are, yeah, those are great. And, and Producers went, are great, aren't they? Just went nuts. They're stupid ideas that you have to listen to. Oh God, it was crazy. <laughs> Fighting with the network and all this insanity. Oh, what did the network? It want? was supposed to be like this nice little quiet show. Jerry just mm. wanted to do this little kind. Of, it was going to be like a Sunday night show and just kind of like slowly bring it out and it's just for married people. That's all it was. Right. And then Leno's primetime tanked, and they called Jerry and they were like, "We want you to save Thursday nights. We're going to put it on Thursday at ten. Seinfeld returns to Thursday nights, and." I don't know if you remember watching the Olympics that year. They were every, they were just kept pumping it and pumping it. The greatest show, Jerry's back, the biggest comedy show. Every break of the, of the Olympics to the point where when they had the final ceremonies for the Olympics, they cut it off. Someone was in like mid-singing, mid-Canadian song, and they were like, boop, the marriage rap. Oh, no. And people were like, uh-uh. This is not what you told us. This is not the best comedy thing of all time. And they really came after it. Too much hard. hype? Way too much. <laughs> Way. We didn't even know what we were doing yet. We didn't know what it was yet. Yeah, you got to let those things grow, right? Yeah. And they're like, it's like we were talking about with jokes. You know, yeah. You're getting the first draft on NBC pumped up by the Olympics. <laughs> totally. It was so annoying. Like, I would watch the Olympics and be like, all right, with, I can't watch enough with these promos. I don't want <laughs> I can't. Letterman did a thing. One of his top tens. Remember that was the year like someone went off uh, in a not the toboggan, like a luge or something, went flying off the side or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like the top ten things that he thought right before he crashed or something. And one was no more marriage ref promos or something like that. <laughs> but didn't someone die? Yeah, I don't think it was the dead guy. Yeah, he, he wouldn't, wouldn't have done a top ten off the dead that. guy. He, he might have. <laughs> Maybe depending on where his life was at at that moment. Yeah, good point. But it was. Uh, you know, you just kind of get swept into those things, and just it was fun to have a show for a couple of years. Do you want to do something else now? What are you doing yeah, now? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm uh, I'm acting on the Nick. I have a couple episodes coming again. What's the Nick? The Nick is Soderbergh's new show with Clive Owen. It's uh, about a hospital in uh, in New York in like 1910, and uh, it's really good. Clive Owen's amazing. Is it a comedy or is it a drama? No, it's a drama. Wow. And uh, 
He's, Clive Owen's amazing. It's great. It's really, really well done. This is it? Oh, whoa. Yeah, it's so good. Modern medicine had to start somewhere. And Soderbergh does it. I'm, you know, I do a lot of stuff with Soderbergh. That looks to me like that scene in that, um, that movie, The Wolfman, the most recent one, with what the fuck is his name? What's it? Benicio del Toro, yeah. Oh, Benicio yeah. del Toro was the Wolfman. Oh yeah. And they they did an experiment on him, and he fucking turned into the <laughs> Wolfman in the middle of the. That's like one of them old schooly, auditorium <laughs> yeah. type. You yeah. Know, where they would operating medical room. school where they do operations. Oh, it's so like, and he's like addicted to cocaine, and at the end of the nice. first season, they treat him for cocaine madness because it's all legal back then. They, to treat Whoa. him for cocaine madness, they give him heroin. <laughs> this is on Cinemax? Cinemax, yeah. I didn't even know Cinemax still existed. I know. <laughs> this is like this is like the only real good show. I mean, I'm not on trying there. to be rude. No, it goes from this to <laughs> I like didn't soft know. Yeah, they've kind of been quiet, right? Yeah. But I only did a couple episodes and I have another couple coming up in the next season. Um but it's Cinemax a cool thing to is be alive on. and kicking. Man, this well, is a look, good show. Showtime was dead in the fucking water until shit like Dexter and yeah. you know, and now they have uh, one of my favorite shows ever. Um the fucking the show about uh, the CIA, Homeland. 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 Yeah. Love that show. Right, exactly. It's a fucking great show. Yeah, no, it's good. Why stuff. Why not Cinemax? I mean, this is all they need to do. All any was he cutting up with a pig? What pig. the fuck? He was is practicing. He doing? Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah. Is it? There's like some. Really is it aired already? Is yeah, it the first airing? season aired. Yeah. Oh, the first season's already first aired. First season aired. There's ten of them. Wow, I think. there's so many channels now. It's, it's so amazing. Crazy. But it, all you have to do, like A and E. Okay, right. or like, what is what is um, even worse? What is the fucking Walking Dead on? AMC. 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 What the fuck is that? Right. Who the hell ever watched AMC before the Walking Dead was on? And Mad Men. Mad Men's on there too. And Breaking now. Bad too, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Out, of nowhere, out of nowhere, all you have to do is just put out amazing shows, and people will flock to your stupid network. It's crazy. You can yeah. do it on Netflix or Amazon. Oh, yeah, and Netflix right? is giant. House of Cards is giant. I'm writing for a show on uh, Amazon now. Really? Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Red Oaks. It's about, you'd like it, it's about, uh, it's coming of age kind of. It's, Red Oaks is a country club in northern New Jersey, and it's about a young kid like working at the country club, and he's getting laid. It's kind of like Caddyshack kind of a oh, feel to nice. it. It's, it's a comedy. little heart. Yeah, comedy. And um, my friend created it, and it has it going, and so I'm going to write a couple episodes That's of it. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I know but Netflix is doing just, a lot yeah. of original stuff. Yeah. Netflix has, uh, Bill Burr has his new animated show that's yeah. going to come out. They're, yeah. They wrote it already. Yeah. Well, you could make something, man. Yeah, Don't be jealous. Trying, make something. Yeah. They had, um, they, they had, they wrote it, and then it's going to be like a year until it's on the air. Right. Because they have to animate the shit out of it, and it's, it takes a long fucking time. Oh man, I did get an those kids thing. in the sweatshop to do it. That's what happens. Yeah, they no, send it's it true. To Goes Korea. to Korea. That's what we did. Um, me and Rob Zombie did an animated feature called uh, Super Beasto. Dude, you were hanging out with Rob Zombie. Yeah, what's that like? He's a good guy. Is he? Really good guy. Hard worker. Real I bet. creative. Makes works. fucking horror movies now. How gets, weird is that? Gets, They're good. Really yeah, good. Yeah. That guy works. Gets up early and just. Goes really goes talking about like make something. He's just like one of those guys. Like no, we're doing this, and you're gonna do it. Wow! And when we did this uh, animate, it took us like five years, literally. Wow! From doing it and animating and recutting and all. I mean, it just went on forever. Five fucking years. Yeah, God like, it took damn. forever. 
How many horror movies has that guy directed now? Quite a few. Like four or five. He did two Halloweens, House of a Thousand Corpses, um, the other one, uh, Devil's, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, Devil's Rejects was crazy. Yeah. Then he just did Salem, the Lords of Salem. So it's like yeah, five right there. Yeah, he makes some fucked up horror movies, too. He does. They that get dark. Dark and violent. <laughs> really dark. Splatter films. And then you're just like, he's a, he's a, you know, then you just hang out with him and his wife and my kids and totally know. normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so strange. He directed both my stand-up specials. Did he really? Yeah. Rob Zombie directed your stand-up specials. That's yeah, ass. yeah. That's pretty yeah. fucking dope. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's pretty dope. The last one we just were like, you know, people are giving us money. Let's let's make it. Let's let's use it. Let's make it like show business. Like we made it. We blew the whole thing out. It's just <laughs> crazy. You know, stand-up specials are really just about the jokes, but we just made it like it looks like a game show. It was called Freaked Out. Oh wow! That's on Netflix, yeah, and it looks like literally like it's all bright and I had this like white mic and it's oh, like great. yeah, we just made it. Wanted to make them like films, like be creative with it. Netflix is amazing now. Yeah. I did my first special on Netflix in two thousand and five. Oh yeah, yeah, that was my first video special, really. Wow. Yeah, and that was uh, the beginning of like the whole internet. Right like for down like nobody nobody really had the kind of broadband to get shit like instantaneously yeah. back then. It was really Where a lot of people it. still had dial up in two thousand and five. <laughs> right. Was, or they had really shitty cable or something like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. But now Netflix has something like seventy million download or seventy million customers. Yeah, it's big. So think about that. Seventy million it's people sp spending seven bucks a month. <sighs> that's that's why they're making shows because they have so much cash. That's fucking insane money. Insane. Think about that every month. Yeah, that's they 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 have a lot of cash. That's a they're lot. Like, of why cash. don't we make some shows? Yeah. How much can that be? A million an episode? Not a big deal. But they have to have deals though too with like uh, cable providers and shit. Remember they were like throttling down their their oh, cable. Yeah. Netflix takes on four hundred million dollars in new debt to fund original content and European expansion. Yeah. Wow. They'll make it back. Yeah. Oh yeah, in oh, a for month. Sure. They'll make that shit back in a month. I have a great idea for a Netflix uh, special or movie. Don't because... say it. Someone will steal that shit. Right. You can't say I have a great idea. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm well, ever going to do it. It's not like I'm ever going to do it. Why so. do you say it? Well, don't give it then away, someone man. someone else will do it. Let's talk. Just tell us when yeah, the, when the when mics are Shut off. this motherfucker <laughs> down and we'll write some notes. <laughs> you you have a lot of great ideas, dude. You're just lazy. This is a funny idea. I'm not really going to do okay. this, but here's my <laughs> idea. Don't tell anybody, man. Jesus. What are you, crazy? It's so stupid. Man. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so most people have got rid of their cable, right? And most people... No, that's not true oh, at no, all. No, there's a lot of new... Every year, there's Young more people. and more people that are getting rid of their cable. A lot of my friends don't have cable. Young I don't have don't cable buy anymore. Cable. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest things, though, is I'm somebody that likes to watch TV when I go to bed. I like to have the TV on when I'm sleeping. With Netflix, every time you wa you watch something, it says like this window pops up after the show. It's like, are you still watching? Yeah. And then just turns off. And then halfway through, you have to like wake up, turn on the TV again, or hit play. I just want to make a, a a video or a movie that's like 12 hours long. So you know, for people that just want to sleep and have their TV on, you know, they don't Stop have cable. Stop talking. The good news Stop is the good news is no one's gonna steal that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The saying. bad news is that's a good idea to you. Yeah. I mean, have you ever do you do you watch TV when you go to bed? Like, do no. you keep the Shut off and go no. to bed like a normal fucking human. <laughs> I don't you know have a lot TV of people in the bedroom. That What's wrong with you, Brian? But you know go a lot of people that do that, right? You, you, just go, you need to go to a doctor. Oh my god! You need to get your brain examined. <laughs> 
There's something wrong there. You know there's something wrong there. You should. You probably got a mouse-sized tumor. You live alone? Huh? You live alone? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of people that watch TV with, like, have to have the TV on when they sleep. And they want a 12-hour Netflix show to just download so and have... waste bandwidth. Just, just... What a great While idea. sleeping, not yeah. watching it. Well, you should pitch that. You should set up a meeting. <laughs> You know, sit, watch don't them they have stare thing, at you. Don't they have a thing on Netflix where it just goes to the next episode? Yeah, after a while, it's, uh, it has this window that pops up. It's like, are you still watching? Because it doesn't uh, want you to do that. You know, right, It doesn't want right, you to waste bandwidth. bandwidth. So maybe have a really small, low-res <laughs> video that's just like an no. old movie no. soundtrack. No. They're not uh -uh. going to do that. Here's some <laughs> shit to watch while you're falling asleep. And then they'll watch it while they're halfway awake, and it's you in your underwear playing with your feet. And they'll be like, what is this? Yeah. Like, shut this off. It's the biggest oh hit for people who are asleep. Yeah. No one, no, I mean, I, I tell you, no one thinks that's a good idea with no you. One? Oh, man. I'm going to say no one. <laughs> no one Damn at all. It. I'll show you guys. No one at It'll all. It'll be the number one watched movie uh, on Netflix just for people that want to go to sleep. Uh, with no, something. it will be the number one watched <laughs> for idiots. People with head wounds, oh, people God. that uh, right. they're missing something. Dead people. Yeah, people <laughs> serious extremes. nutritional deficiencies. They can't see straight. They it's, don't know how to work a remote. <laughs> they can't find their glasses. It streams in morgues all around the country. <laughs> oh, that idea sucks, bro. Hey, we have to plug Ari's show. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, this is not happening. It's on Thursday nights at 1230. And you are on this Thursday? I don't know. Yeah, I maybe. Think so. That's I think why so. We're here this week. I believe I so. you're on this Thursday. Is that correct? If, if not, yeah. I'm yeah. on one of the it Thursdays, is, so you better correct. keep watching. What did you talk about? Can you give us a preview without giving away the story? Um, yeah. What I was the episode about? I don't know. There's a theme? I don't know. I don't know. I know my story, though. Okay. It was about um, when I was in high school, how I would, uh, I would sneak out of my house to go to my girlfriend's house. I would come in for curfew and Whoa. then sneak out. And uh, I had this whole system, and I would sneak out and then Guess push my car into the woods, and then yeah, push your car that. into the woods, and then start no, out, it? and then hi park it in the woods by her house. Oh, and then, like, climb so you in would her drive window. it out to her house and then push it into the woods so that you, no one could hear it. Not in the woods; I would hide in like the bushes. Right. It was and all about guys. saying goodnight to my family and then going out and get some going sex. out. And, yeah. Do, do, do. It's a it's a funnier story do, than the, do, the preview. Do, 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 do. But Ari has a great show. Is yeah. the point? And yeah, it's, it's on great. after at midnight. Ari was on Conan last night. Killed it. Oh yeah. Yeah, killed it. That's, did you stand up? Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about Conan on CBS though, or TBS or whatever the fuck. It is. I know, it's but it's different. such a good place to go do stand up. It's oh, yeah. such The audiences are great. They do a good show. It's just weird. It's just because no one's watching. It's just right. What are the numbers? Like it's better than George Lopez. Like 800,000. <laughs> George Lopez's show was on after it, right? Wasn't, yeah, didn't they do be, that? Yeah, back they used to do Conan first and George Lopez I after. It's it's like, I think it's below a million. Yeah, they tried to do that thing, that, that, you know, that late night thing on TBS. They tried to do it, but it's like people are addicted to that NBC, CBS sort of back and forth. Do you know what TBS is on your no. TV? I don't even. I don't either. Never see it. I could not tell you what the number is. It's like sitcom reruns. I mean, that's what I think of when I think right. of TBS. I think it's. I mean, I guess they have their own shows too. It's Cougar Town. Yeah, TBS is. Is Cougar Town TBS? That a, that, yeah, but that was an ABC show. It was. Bought. Yeah. Cougar Town was. Um, the problem is, you like whenever I like baseball, and whenever there's the 
playoffs always go on TBS. I'm always yeah. like, where is it? <laughs> you know, like you, no. you got to look it up and find it, and you're not doing that every night. Just There's so many fuck channels now. It's yeah. amazing. And with things like Netflix, essentially what Netflix is is, a, is like a production company that's like a bridge to the Internet. Right. And the Internet is where it's at. It's like that is the future for all this stuff. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. The only problem with Netflix is, though, this is a problem. You can't download it and keep it on your computer. Like you can't watch a Netflix movie no, on, on, a, a, on plane. a plane. I know. That's stupid. That is a bummer. Because they don't want you stealing and then taking it, but pirating you able, it. You can only stream it. Why not do it like on when you rent a movie on on uh, iTunes? Like you get once you play it, you, it terminates in twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. Why don't they do that, Netflix? Well, they should, but I think when you download something on iTunes, you don't have a physical copy that you could copy and play. Like it only no. appears in the app. Right. right. It's not like in a file somewhere where you could find it. No. Right? right. It comes up on your iPad. Yeah. Do yeah, that, Netflix. Yeah, they should do that because that's annoying that you can't get something and watch it on a plane. I think that's whack. It is whack. That's when you go back into piracy. <laughs> they haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, Brian. They're going to arrest people. Didn't they put those Pirate Bay guys and they just fucking, there's some new ruling got passed on the Pirate Bay guys. They're fucked. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the, they just actually re-released Pirate Bay today, I believe. Uh, I don't know what Pirate Bay is. A new version of Pirate Bay. Pirate Bay is a site that allows you to find and access BitTorrent files pretty easily. Uh, so, like, if Tom Papa is selling his... Uh, his special online, like if you did a Louis C.K. $5 thing, right. they would just BitTorrent the shit out of it. And people just, you know, somebody Steal. would buy it for 5 bucks, throw it up on BitTorrent, and then a bunch of people would download it for free. Yeah. Like I, movies, yeah. like a lot of movies. Like the Sony hack, they released a lot of movies. Really? Some movies that aren't even done yet. Jeez. They got files and just fucking threw them online. Oh, man. That's awful. I use it for legal books and PDFs. I mean, there's legal reasons for Pirate Bay also. Yeah, no, you could definitely get some stuff that's legal. Like if you wanted to share things, like say if you had a book and you decided you were going to release it for free as yeah. a PDF, what a lot of people do, you could just upload it and then uh, people can get it anytime they want. And that's like uh, one of the arguments about what file sharing actually is. Uh -huh. like, everyone says it's just piracy. And, right. you know, like guys like... Uh, you know, um, Kim.com, that dude from, New he lives in New Zealand. I mean, that, they, they've, they are fucking that guy hard. They took all of his money. He's going bankrupt. Right. They, I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it's because he created uh, Mega Upload. Uh -huh. Mega Upload was a place where a lot of people downloaded, you know, quote unquote, stolen or illegal files. Was it stolen? Like, why do you want your what book you to be us? read by all these criminals? What are you showing us? Alert. <laughs> Stay away from the Pirate Bay website as we've gotten reports that it has been seized indirectly by the FBI and is logging IPs. Uh -huh. <sighs> Mr. Dun, That's yeah. why I dun, legally dun, dun. use it back. only for PDFs. And You're going back the to the Pirate base. Bay is an FBI honeypot, a disconcertingly plausible conspiracy theory. Yeah, that's totally plausible. Mm. And it's from motherboard.com. You honey dicking me? Motherboard.vice.com, rather. Back to the big house with you. Yeah, honey, honey hole and you. Can't get in you. Listen, I gotta, I gotta get the fuck out of here. So let's wrap this bitch up tight. This was great. Tom Papa on Twitter. T O M P A P P or P A P A P A P A Papa. Yeah, there's no Papa. It's like it's Italian. It's not Greek. It's not Papas. Oh, it would be two P's if it was Greek. Yeah, P A P P A P P A P P A S. One P. 
T O M P A P A. Tom Papa, and he will be on very soon on This Is Not Happening. Did we get confirmation? Is it this week? It's probably I this, week. It's this week. I believe it's this week, too. And I'm touring all over the place. Go to tompapa.com for this my motherfucker. dates. Tour it all I'm over touring. this motherfucker. I'm coming to you, Florida. You can see him on The Nick, <laughs> on Cinemax. Uh, what else? Anything else people need to know? Um, I'm go. I'll be. So in, you gonna uh, be in Florida? Where are you gonna be? I'll be in Irvine Nick, for Valentine's weekend. Oh shit! Ooh. Yeah. Oh shit! Bitches. Making the lovers laugh. <laughs> um, in Florida, you said you're gonna be in Florida. Yeah, I'm touring. Yeah, I'm t- just go to. That, I'm all over the place. Good googly moogly. TomPapa.com. Brian, you got anything going on? I have a new T-shirt for pre-order. To, uh, ShopSquad.tv and then uh, Ice House Thursday and Friday and Comedy Store Thursday. Boom, you make your own Sherlock, shirts. Lock, boom. Nice. All right now. Oh. All right, ladies gentlemen uh that's it for the week we'll be back next week uh i got a lot of good guests next week brian cox the astrophysicist is going to be on uh next week uh a lot of other people too i don't want to tell you about everybody i got some shit going down <laughs> oh josh mcdermott from the walking oh. dead is going to be on next oh, week. oh that's a good one uh billy corbin the director of uh cocaine cowboys one and two and he's got a oh. new new piece that he's working on he'll be here next week too all right until then go fuck yourself hey! all right Put it up your fucking thing there. We love you. We love you. We love you. Come on. We're just kidding. See you soon. Bye. Bye.